right, guys, welcome to episode 200 of Open Your Toys Cast, the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time. And those are Mrs. McFavorite. Oh, I didn't know this was a pop quiz. That would be Star Wars, Transformers, Masters of the Universe, and G.I. Joe. All right. We're going to yell at you already because your mic is rubbing on your hair or your clothes. Yeah, that makes for great audio. Thanks. Thanks. Don't worry, I'll rub it on my face and we'll be even. Yeah. No, we won't because I was rubbing it on my boobs. <laughs> Rock's got boobs. I'm a fat guy. I got some boobs. <laughs> I'm B rocking B cup. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, full, full B, B cup brothers. <laughs> All right. Do I need to say that again? Does everybody no, hear me? No, you're great. We don't edit. This is live. People are watching. And this we is are live. Yeah, this this is live oh, on YouTube. Yeah, right and now. they're super pissed because my boobs are down there underneath this. <laughs> Spoiler: wanna... What I got in this week was a man's ear. <laughs> it's a bro. <laughs> yeah, man's ear. Yeah, bro. I, I prefer the bro. <laughs> the bro. The bro's ear. The man's ear. <laughs> All right, so I'm the only girl, and I'm gonna make a lot of boob jokes and dick and fart jokes too. But anyway, moving on. If you want to kick it with us, where we want you to do that is right here live every week on youtube.com slash open your toys you can get set reminders you can watch us live you can watch past episodes you can watch uh videos of cons from like 10 years ago on here of all the new cool toys coming out back then um you can also join us on facebook at facebook.com slash group slash open your toys or if you want to just keep up with the show itself you can follow our page at facebook.com slash open your toys cast uh you can go to openyourtoys.com and see links to everything i'm talking about right now as well as other shows uh there you can find links to subscribe through itunes google RSS feeds, Stitcher Smart Radio. You can even email us at team at openyourtoys.com. And now, not that it was ever used very much, it's kind of passe, but hey, we got voicemail at 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. And like I say, this is the momentous 200th episode of Open Your Toys cast. That's right. We made it. And uh, if you were hoping to, <laughs> if, if you were hoping to tune in to hear all the latest news, um, unfortunately, that won't be this show. This is going to be more of a discussion, a retrospective, uh, a kind of a uh, state of the union of collecting and just getting to know some of our hosts a little bit better. So... Uh, let's just go around the horn here. Cliff, where can people find you, sir? Uh, I'm on Instagram as Associate of Horror. Nice, nice. Mrs. McFavorite, with your mic not brushing up against your shirt, where can people find you? Please don't do that. It's not funny. 
<laughs> it's very annoying to people listening to the audio version. <laughs> okay. Sorry. What what am I supposed to answer? Where can people find you? Uh Facebook.com slash Jessica with one S Spiller. And you're on the gram. Yeah, I'm on the gram. I don't, I honestly, y'all ain't going to follow me. So hi, I'm Jessica Spiller. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a hostess of the show and now I'm just here to commemorate the- 200 you were the hostess with the mostess. I was the hostess with the mostess. <laughs> and right. now I just take my microphone and do this. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Rock, where can people find you, sir? You can find me on Facebook, Rock Mastrangelo. You can find me on the Open Your Toys group. And you can find me on YouTube, Rock the Farting Dad. Uploaded two new videos lately. <laughs> So come check them out. The latest one's pretty good. Rock don't fart in the bends. So <laughs> fart right in my son's face. You guys might enjoy that. <laughs> so check it out. Rock the farting down on YouTube. All right. What about you, Lotus? Where can people find you? Awesome. Um, they can head over to YouTube and type in Lotus Dark and watch videos of me repairing some vintage robots. Yeah, and sewing I, some clothes. I was gonna and, say, I go ahead, sweetie. And can I know he won't read you a bedtime story? <laughs> no, he just won't. Yeah, he's he's that kind of guy. No bedtime <laughs> stories from Mr. Stark. Yeah. All right, I think you're going to need to mute yourself when you're not talking. Beautiful. We're still getting some. What? Right. Okay, Jason, I'll mute myself. What? <laughs> what? Okay, sorry. I'm the chaos. I'll shut it off. Sorry. Triple <laughs> A, what about you, sir? Good evening, everybody. You can find me at facebook.com slash alias angel alias. Lately, I've been posting a lot of uh, G.I. Joe classified stuff, and uh, go there and take a look. Uh, yeah, you're you're somewhat addicted to those classified figures. <laughs> I've seen you uh, uh, begging on the groups. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, oh, and you can find me at uh, facebook.com slash open your toys or uh, on Instagram at slick McFavorite, as well as emailing me at slick at open your all right. Okay. Well, hopefully we're, I, I know at least one other person's drinking. <laughs> That's for sure on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but Cliff, what do you got to drink there, buddy? I, I got some ice cold water and uh, I'm classing it up with some crystal light tonight. Oh, you're just, a, so, so do you just do the crystal light for the show? Do you save it for the show or now are you becoming addicted to it? Uh, I may be coming addicted to it. I think I had three or four yesterday. It's five calories, man. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> You're like, I could drink this all day and put no dent into my calorie count. <laughs> right on. Mrs. McFavorite, what are you drinking, ma'am? And don't and don't forget you're muted. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So I am drinking McCormick's <laughs> and this was <laughs> this was like I need to get above the five dollar uh, credit card limit. Mike's harder mango lemonade. Oh, nice. What what percentage are you rocking on that harder mango? Eight uh, percent, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> this should be uh, pretty fun after the show. Fun, Mrs. <laughs> McFavorite. <laughs> no, it's tomorrow morning when I'm trying to work is when it's going to suck the most. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rock. Are you drinking anything fun over there? Oh, yeah, brother. I'm drinking <laughs> a Long Island iced tea mm-hmm. out of a yeah! glass, brother. I love these pre-made uh, Long Island iced teas. The drink Cheers, of my bro. people. The drink of my people from Long Island. Are those TGI those. Fridays pre-mades? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh so, so good. Captain Morgan. It's Captain Morgan. Oh, Captain Morgan? So, okay. Yeah. Oh, the captain. The drink of my people's. <laughs> I was going to actually yeah. ask that when you said it. I was going to ask, do do people on Long Island actually drink Long Island? Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, okay. they're delicious and they're pure booze. <laughs> yeah. Everyone everywhere drinks them. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if you're going to drink something alcoholic, you might as well get the most bang for your money. Because if you get a gin and tonic or a sea breeze, it's the same price as a Long Island iced tea. Why not get one with five shots of liquor compared to one with one shot? Right? <laughs> That's true. Fat Man Rockonomics. <laughs> Extreme couponing when you're drinking. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm cheap at the bar too, Rock. I feel you. <laughs> oh, best bang for your buck. All right, Lotus. Come on, 200th episode. I, I know you got this. Water. <laughs> I actually retired the uh I did retire the Bubba keg. So the Bubba keg oh. has gone in the trash and uh I have purchased a new vacuum sealed 64 ounce container. I'm not really too happy with it, but uh Bubba oh. keg is in the trash at this point. So no more Bubba keg. What, God what's... damn it, please read me a bedtime story. Your voice is just like so awesome. <laughs> So, so what disappoints you about your uh, new vacuum sealed 64 ounce container? So I need to do a little research on this because for some reason I'm not able to form ice inside of it. So if I fill it up halfway, I can like it forms like a, an ice layer, but it doesn't actually solidify. Well, yeah, because it's vacuum sealed. It doesn't. It, no, 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 no. I, I leave. I leave the top open. It has a uh, like a wide oh, mouth, and I leave the top open. Mm-hmm. And I put it in the freezer overnight, and basically, maybe out of let's say there's five inches of water, probably about maybe like the first two inches actually form into an ice block, and then it's just water underneath. So, something to do with the, you know, the actual container itself so i'll have to figure that out and and just for the hell of it why don't you just put ice in it now that it's a vacuum sealed container yeah i don't know i guess uh (laughs) i guess i could do it that way but i've just always like i said i've always just you know filled it halfway with water and the next morning that thing turns into a chunk of ice and then i put water on top of it and i'm good to go 
I feel you. I feel you. Old habits are hard to break. We'll be talking about that as well. But uh, yeah, I, I, coming from where you were and where I am now with vacuum sealed, yeah, just fill it up with water, throw like six ice cubes in it, and you're good for 24 hours. So, um, AAA. Come on, you got you What's got up? some green you, you got some green tea, you got some crazy Well actually I got some retro pop, which is Sprite. <laughs> I mean who drinks Sprite these days anymore, right? <laughs> this uh, is true. I too much sugar for the upset tummy. Yeah, right. So celebrate with Sprite. Retro <laughs> style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and we want to welcome Cass. He's up in here, just representing here. He remembers listening to the podcast when it's just slick and the missus and I. So welcome back. I, I thought about trying to bust out the whole like recording setup we did back in the day. And yeah, I just got too lazy. Plus, I figured it'd be better if Mrs. McFavor and I were not in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, our daughter has a fort that's taking occupying our entire living room, which is where we we used to record. So, all right. Well, like I say, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this screen just so people can start getting an idea of what we're gonna talk about because I didn't post these at all. Um, but yeah, I was going to just kind of do a discussion show. Oh. Hey, can I? I'm raising my hand. Uh, go for it, bro. Is there a way to see that larger? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, no. There's not like a share my screen. Uh, what do you mean? What you're doing right now? Can you can you not see what we're going to talk about? I can, but really, that's small. Okay, all right. I'm just I'm just gonna... to let you. Just oh, let you know, it, Jessica, it's your fan. It's not your hair. It's just your fan. That's all it is. Oh, does she have the fan going? Yeah, it's the fan. A... It has nothing, nothing to do with the hair. So. Oh my! So you can hear my fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go. It's been the fan the whole time. It, it has oh. nothing to do with your hair. So. That's our that's our eagle-eared uh, host there. Mom. The the only man I trust with a. Uh, uh, Testing out audio quality of, yeah. of things. <laughs> oh, uh, and I still have to mother. And if you're if you're trying to blow up your screen, that that all that's going to do is make the show screen smaller, which I just realized. If well, you were... okay, but anywho, um, so like I say, 200th fucking episode. This is absolutely insane. I, I never thought we would get here. Um, now you want to talk about how long we've actually been doing this. That's considerably different. Um, I actually had to go to our website and look, and I did a hello world post on August 4th. We're recording this on august 2nd <laughs> we're recording this on august 2nd so we are we are literally and let me let me see if i can bring this up here we are literally 
almost 12 years uh, from the point that I said, hey, Open Your Toys cast is going to be coming. It'll be on this website. Um, it was kind of crazy what went into that. So again, you can go to OpenYourToys.com, go to the top of the page, and look at all these ridiculous episodes. So here we go. Hello World, right down there, August 4th. 2008 oh oh i also thought it was going to be a blog where i talked about toys but that quickly went out the window but uh we say welcome to open your toys over the next month or so this will become the home of open your toys cast as well as your source for star wars gi joe transformers and masters of the universe action figure fun so crazy and then as we get past these first blogs i did the first episode, episode 000, was published on October 7th. So that's what I consider our actual anniversary. Um, but it's kind of crazy that 12 years ago, man, that that I did that first post, uh, decided to do this. And, and really, this came about, um, I was a huge... So, I guess my my intro into podcasting came about in um, in 2006 when Mrs. McFavor and I got married for for a lark. We just put uh, iPods on our registry, like and and if you remember back then, iPods were like four hundred dollars or something. I mean, they were ridiculous, and yeah. these were standalone things. Hi. Our child is making me drink. Hey, guys. <laughs> Here, cheers. cheers. Oh, where did I? I don't right, know cheers. where I put mine. Cheers. <laughs> oh, here we go. Cheers. Sorry, guys. Child is pissing me off. Already. We're only 18 minutes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Told our child, please be quiet for two hours. And that's how long she made it. <laughs> um. And so uh, that's kind of how my whole podcast uh, thing started. And what was really crazy is that's what started. I, I had been collecting toys, but not, you know, just going to Walmart and buying stuff as I saw it. Like I had some RID stuff. I had, you know, the first time I saw the Bruticus or whatever they call it, the the rid version of them i was like oh shit there's toys that i had when i was a kid um i started adding podcasts so i listened to a few tech podcasts and then uh found some toy podcasts and i was just like holy shit you know here's a whole show about collecting toys um, one of my favorite podcasts at the time was Star Wars Action News, put on by Arnie Cavallo and his wife Marjorie. Um, really dug them. I love that they would play voicemails from fans, all that kind of stuff, and and just really got into the whole collecting scene, uh, you know, in general. And it was one of those things where got introduced to exclusives and conventions and. And that's where I was kind of hooked. That's where it gave me that little dopamine push was getting those exclusives and getting hard to find shit. Um, and so in 2008, we, uh, Mrs. McFavor and I went to San Diego Comic-Con and uh, got a chance to meet Arnie. Uh, 
I had, uh, I had done a few voicemails on his podcast previously. And, and so we were excited to meet him. It was during the uh, Clone Wars toy drop for the original <laughs> movie. So not even the TV show for the original movie in 2008 in San Diego, we went to this Toys R Us probably 30 minutes away from the 30 minutes away from the convention center. But this was going to be where Steve Sansweet was and all this kind of stuff. So it was a big event um, that was kind of loosely organized. So we got up there, we waited in line. It was loosely organized. I thought it was, well, well, I mean, they made an announcement, but that's pretty much all it was, you know. Um, but uh, so we finally we're waiting in line and we see him and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go talk to him and shit like that. I went and talked to him and they just kind of brushed me off. I was like, I've left. I, I've, you've played a couple of my voicemails, man. I've been listening to you for like two years now. Oh my God. It's so amazing. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. Thanks. And walked off. He got Seth greened. <laughs> and people that have listened to the show since the beginning know what that means. But um, so it was, it was super disheartening. Um now in hindsight, I realize they were trying to do a job, you know, like they've always looked at this as kind of a job and, and good on them. They've, they've put on a, a, you know, at least until at least the last few years, they put on a very regular show. They're very active in the community, lots of videos, lots of episodes, that kind of thing. But um, at the time I was just like, wow, what the fuck, man? And, uh, and that was, that was something like, uh, early July or something and, or not early July, sorry, late July. Um, and, and somebody was was about to say somebody, something, sorry. What? 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 I love having you on, babe. <laughs> Does anybody miss me on this podcast or what? <laughs> Everybody misses I you. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was that moment that I was like, fuck this. We're gonna make our own podcast. And so it's kind of crazy that you know, a week later I got back. I launched the site. I, I put up that first post saying, hey, coming soon. And then two months later, uh, Miss McFavor and I recorded our first episode. So um, we continued on. And again, you got to like for people that are listening to this for posterity, you got to remember, I mean, there were there were 12 toy podcasts out there. I mean, right now, I I can't even imagine how many. There are, you know, not a lot of them get a lot of news unless they're a podcast put on by one of the big fan sites or at least, you know, they're members of one of the big fan sites and and they'll promote them and stuff like that. But I mean, right now, like I said, toy reviews didn't exist back then as far as I knew, you know, maybe they did and I just wasn't aware of them. 
but yeah, we were, I mean, it, it was pretty crazy that we were in the kind of wild, wild west. And it just was lucky that I was a web designer at the time. And so I kind of could do all this stuff by myself. There was no such thing as Podbean and, and all these sites and StreamYard. <clears throat> Somebody asked me this weekend, how do I do my own podcast? I'm like, dude, StreamYard, boom, done. You know, just fucking sign up on YouTube, set up StreamYard, and then fucking record yourself. I mean, it it is insanely easy nowadays. Um, but we just had a blast um, up to when we got to episode 50. Uh, Mrs. McFavor and I did a, uh, we did a, not a live, but we did a recorded, a video podcast so uh, we have some outtakes from the beginning while we're taking our shots and stuff like that. But you can see our old recording setup and all that kind of stuff. You can see us actually recording that episode 50. And I thought that was really fun. Um, and then something I, I'm remiss in looking up, but uh, somewhere around 70 or episode 80 is when we got pregnant and, or I shouldn't say we, when Miss McFavorite got <laughs> pregnant with, with my help. Yeah. Pop that collar. Um, but, uh, and then we kind of disappeared for a while and uh, tried to bring it back. Um, and, and Miss McFavorite was just not digging having a newborn, trying to record, you know, we're, we're talking about even back then we were recorded. It was taking three hours to record a show. So with a newborn, that was a little, a little rough. And she decided to drop off it. In addition, there was some arguments about my collecting it, you know, in that, uh, in those, uh, that first uh, six to seven years or whatever, it really got out of hand because I thought I was going to open a toy store. That was my big thing. I was like, I'm going to open a toy store. Uh, you know, I, I will have a brick and mortar. I'll take care of our daughter at the store. I'll be, I'll be doing mail order and all this kind of stuff. And then, uh, like I say, we started this show right as the economic recession hit of 2008 and collecting just took a nosedive over the next fucking two to five years. I mean, it was insane how the, the bottom dropped out and, and everything. I mean, you could back then you could get vintage deals like no one could ever imagine, you know? And uh, so that kind of shot my shot my dream of owning a toy store where I I mean, I was realistic. I was like, I'm most of my shit's going to be mail order. Most of it's going to be eBay, that kind of shit. But uh, three to four years into that recession, it's like, oh, OK, there's you know, I got my business license. I got wholesale accounts. And it's like, oh. You mean you make 25 cents on each Star Wars figure you sell unless you're selling a thousand or more. And it, it just kind of disheartened me. Meanwhile, I had just been ordering cases and cases of stuff. So if you're interested in, in collectibles from 2007 to 2010, hold on to your fucking britches over the next, uh, over the next year, I'm going to be breaking into my storage and finding case fresh shit from back then that, uh, 
I mean, luckily now shit that was going for 20 bucks back then is going for 200 now, depending on what it is and how hard it was to find. So, um, but when Mrs. McFavorite dipped, it, uh, then I opened it up to be kind of a round table of sorts and brought in, uh, brought in some of my closest friends, uh, to be experts in their field. And, and that was great for a while. I mean, we had, uh, Vern and, and people help me here. We had Vern on as masters of the universe. We had Swage on as transformers, um, Peter, uh, we had Dave on as the Star Wars guy. Who's the guy from Canada with all the G.I. Joe stuff? And then uh, Roger. That's Roger, it. Roger yes. was the, yeah. And he was he was saying he was going to join us here. I should actually look at my Facebook and see if he's messaged me or anything here. Because he, he said he was going to be on. Oh, shit. He says he's he on. <laughs> He says I'm on. Uh, hold on, everybody. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, what the fuck, dude? You you begged me to be on this show. And then. Too slick. Uh, Thank you for not inviting me. Blocked. <laughs> Is that what it Seeking says? I'm looking. No. <laughs> Is anybody seeing the screen flicker? No. In no. the show? No. no. Okay. Good. That's just me then. Um, yeah, because okay. you didn't invite somebody on here. So it's all. <laughs> fuck you. Flicker, flicker. <laughs> fuck you. It's, flicker, it's flicker. probably easier just to um, just to paste the StreamYard link uh, directly to Roger. That might help him too. No, that's it. I just did that. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, he's on Skype. Oh, because he doesn't pay attention to our host thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so let me. Uh, I'll I'll get him on. But so we 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 kept it. Uh, we kept a kind of a tight knit group of people representing different things, and then and, and then we started losing hosts. I mean, people just straight up quit collecting. Roger quit collecting. Uh, Vern quit collecting. Uh, and then one of the mainstays that uh, had been around since those early post Mrs. McFavorite years w- was Lotus. And he's really what kept me honest in all of this, man. I mean, Mrs. McFavorite and I, we would take weeks off at a time. I would take two weeks to post an episode. I mean, it got crazy. Um, Vern really helped with the editing. He was editing all the shows, and I would still take a long time to post them. And then when Lotus got on, he was kind of that calming factor I needed to kind of do the show right and do it consistent. Um, So, Lotus, while I do... Well, I do this stuff with Roger. You want to kind of talk about how you came on, your first impressions, what the show was like back then? Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't even know what year it was either. Was it um, maybe 2014? 
maybe? I don't know. I, yeah, I should have done a little bit more research. I, I don't remember. Miles, I don't remember how long but... I did. But, but yeah, I mean, I was, well, I was, um, I, I was just, uh, I was just a fan. I mean, I was on, before, you know, before Jason allowed me on the show, I was literally just a fan. And uh, I was, you know, collecting hardcore. I mean, I was collecting all kinds of stuff. Um, and you wanted to have your voice and wanted to talk about <laughs> what you were doing? No, no. I mean, you know, what it was <laughs> is it was just there was a lot of interaction between, uh, you know, myself and, and, you know, posting comments, you know, in relation to the show and, you know, just continuously just providing feedback and stuff like that. So, you know, and then eventually, you know, Jason just asked me, he's like, hey, you know, would you be interested in, you know, joining the cast? I'm like, yeah, let's try it out. Let's see. Let's see if this works. And that's kind of how it all started. So I, I don't know. I I definitely I was a fan, like literally probably maybe even like 2010, I would say. So that wasn't the time that I joined the show. That was just when I was, you know, constantly commenting and, and all that. And you know, that's a, Jason makes a good point because the truth is when you're collecting, you, you want to be in that moment. You want to, you want to comment on everything. You, you want to be part of that community. But then once you stop collecting or you slow down and collecting, it does become harder to keep yourself engaged. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be totally honest and transparent. Obviously, anyone who's been listening to the show, you know, I, I have been kind of veering off of collecting. I, I've just collected so many different things that I'm just kind of like, okay, I've checked my box there, checked my box. I've done everything. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I, I don't want to say that, you know, for the prior hosts that have left the show, you know, I, I don't want to say that there's really anything wrong with that. Um, I think, you know, we all change. You know, I call it a, I always call it a collecting journey, you know, that we're, that we're all on this collecting journey throughout our lifetimes. It's a, it's a fun hobby and we all have different things of, you know, of how, how we collect and how we display stuff and, you know, everything, it just all comes down to collecting. I think all of us are all, you know, we will always be collectors at heart. So it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't have to matter if you're a prior host or if you're a super fan or whatever, you're always going to be a collector at heart, no matter what. So even if you don't walk into Target and Walmart and purchase those things, you know, any of the toys that are there, or, you know, gadgets or whatever it is, you're still going to have that collecting bug. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Jason. I, I guess I was just like I said. I was just like a. I would. I don't want to call. I mean, I don't want to say I'm a super, a super fan, but I was just very. I was very interactive with the show before I joined. So. But yeah, that's um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to go on about it, but that's uh, basically about it. No, not that's awesome, man. And Triple uh, A, what are your memories of? Of the the good old times, um, actually, uh, <clears throat> what you'd mentioned about Star Wars action news with Artie and um, uh, what was his what's his wife's name? Marjorie. 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 That's right. Yeah. Um, I found their show first, actually, too. Um, 
and they were the only community that's out there husband and wife talking about toys they're very they're very professional <laughs> at it it's they don't overstep each other they don't it seems so edited uh, <laughs> and it's way we find and uh, I really enjoy the show and uh, I I did went into a convention a celebration and met them in person so Jason you're not alone this is the first time I met them they were very close <laughs> they're very close off to their fans actually a little bit um, I, I do see that they're working with the equipments and everything so um, don't feel like they were trying to avoid you um, I think it's like you said earlier too that they're they were trying to put a show together for um, for one of the um, the booth that they're doing so uh, but Marjorie was actually pretty nice at the time when I was um, telling her that I was a big fan and uh, um, she you know I listened to all their shows for quite a long time and and I, I really appreciate it. And uh, but uh, they, I know um, Arnie was he, he was nowhere near to to say anything. He's I wouldn't say that he brushed me off. So, but don't take it too hard. So, Jason. <laughs> um, hey, sweetie, can you mute yourself while you change your headphones? I I literally just said sat down. I'm sorry. No, you're Pausing. cool. It's okay. <laughs> and then I went on and trying to look for um, another toy podcast, and then I found you guys, um, Jason and Jessica, and um, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. They got great personality, and their voice is like, uh, you know, I call it radio personality, and they talk about toys." And I was just so I I don't know I keep appraising them like how. How their voices are so great, <laughs> and it's not so like Artie and Marjorie. It's it they're too professional. It's like they just, you know, you guys knew how to relax and talk about things, and it just I love that whole interaction. I and and even though if Jessica doesn't know some of these toy stuff, it's like cracks me up. <laughs> it's even better when she doesn't, because then Jason is teaching her. So and I feel like. I'm living you, Jason. It's like I wasn't dating anybody at the time. Like I want to be that guy if I met somebody where to like I'm teaching her like, okay, this is like, you know, Destro. He's like from the Cobra organization, you know, things like that. Just teaching, you know, um, my partner um, with toys and then uh, go on that kind of journey of uh, collecting, you know, and um so yeah, I I always write to the show um, a lot. If I miss it, is because I have things <laughs> planned, uh, or I have um, um, I'm waiting for something. I'm thinking of something really good to ask. So, um, and I was so I wanted I wanted to call one time, but then I I never had the guts to. <laughs> I'm kind of shy because my English is not very good. Um, it's a second my it's my second language, and I did a YouTube show, and I would get comments of people's like yelling at me, where go learn English or something, where you have terrible grammars, and and it really puts me down my um puts put my own my heart down from it reading. Never those. ever put your heart down because 
you are able to speak multiple languages and that means more than anyone who is a a keyboard internet bullshit warrior that really pisses me off when you know to even hear that yeah yeah i agree let's let's hear him speak chinese let's see (laughs) (laughs) i was putting my hand up because all i have to say is that it was a very it was a privilege to meet you in person and I enjoyed every moment being around you and then it's it's a lot of fun I, I'm so happy to finally meet you guys in Colorado and um, it, it was it was a oh, well planned <laughs> it was I tried, to, I, I tried to I did a cross uh, state to state um, uh, traveling over to the west coast to the central of America and I tried to get to meet people that I met online, but never in person. And out of the three people I'm trying to gather with, you're the only one that made it through. So the other two just either something happened or we just couldn't meet up. So I was yep. I was very very happy and very cherished. I look at those photos, like I keep it on my computer, I'm on desk where the folder is, really easy to access. Look at that, that was so cool. <laughs> I meet Jason and Jeff. It was, it was, and, and it, it was, it was so fun having dinner with you. I remember going down there and I'm like, really, we're coming down here? And he's like, that's where he's staying. It was so fun. And yeah, it, so, it and I'm just a fan, such- so. <laughs> It was such a privilege to to spend the night. Yeah, it's, it's a very wow. different dynamic. Don't yeah. make this, don't blow this. Up. It was <laughs> so fun spending the night with you. <laughs> with well, I my think family. I think we're forgetting. Did we're everybody forgetting else thing. laugh? <laughs> yeah. I think we're actually forgetting one thing here. Um, Peter, isn't that uh, wasn't wasn't that the time that you actually won you won something from Jason? Yes, there was a time I um, I got I finally built up the courage because there's a contest involved. I was like, okay, so let me just like I'm, I can't call in because I, I I just don't know what to say sometimes. So I might I might just just brain fart, you know? And okay, let me just script this thing out. Okay, what do I want to say? So then I did an audio file and sent an MP3 file to Jason. <laughs> so and um, so Jason uh, has to you know go to his little hat and pick a winner, and I was so surprised I got picked. I was like, oh, oh my god, he's going to be the savior because I need to get the Metroplex. There's no other way I can get this this toy because I this is the biggest transformer sdcc has and this is a character is my my uh back from my childhood he's the biggest transformer i had when i was a kid too and it means so much to me to have metroplex 
and um, and he has I'm to sure, cold die too. So. I'm sure. I'm sure they they know how big he is since they had to mule him around SDCC. <laughs> like, that's all I could think about. Like when you won that contest, I, that's all I can think about is like this huge mammoth box like on the back of Jason or Jessica's back. You know, I'm just like, what the heck? Well, and, and I was lucky. And I'd that... still be fighting there with the. I don't know. Never mind. Sorry. I thought I thought the contest was somebody you can like. You'll pick it up for them. They pay for the item up front, but you'll mm-hmm. ship it free. Yes, that's what it yeah. was. Okay. Oh so, yeah, let me tell you that was. But Jessica had to like sit there and be too. like, "Fuck <laughs> you." Security. <laughs> and I also think on that episode, I kind of remember it. Didn't you guys have water bottles with vodka in it or something? Oh yeah. Oh, that's how oh, we do. That's, that's like, how we do everything. At any kind. We're going to the movies or the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it well, was... maybe not the supermarket, Jason. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I really again yeah. I really appreciate you both of you. That, <laughs> that, that is a, a heck of a toy. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. It will always stay with me. I probably I just get buried with it, you know? It's just that's it. <laughs> I love that thing and uh it's one of my favorite characters. So I, I really appreciate it, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little backfire on on my part because the shipping on that show was sixty seven dollars. <laughs> I thought, oh, I gotta ship something. I, we'll pay like ten bucks for that promotion, you know. But no, I, I've, I'm glad you won AAA, and I'm glad it's something that you really appreciate, and not just something that somebody scalped, you know, mm-hmm. later on. Um, okay, I gotta cut in right now. We got Roger in here. Let let me add him up in this piece. What you it, had him in the holding. This long as a maximum, the new, yeah, the new thing said we could have 10 people, and now it's saying we can only have six. What the fuck? All right, peace out. It's giving giving you, uh, hey, Jessica, why don't you why don't you come in here? Yeah, oh my god, I could have sworn. I don't want to be in your, I can't even handle your office. No. (laughs) No. All right. Let me let me, okay. Let me mom. I'll call okay. mom. I'm gonna boot you, but I'll bring you back in, okay, babe? Peace out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. Yes, what up, Mr. Roger? Hey guys, what's up, man? Hey, we can hear you beautifully. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we uh so I I could have swore I saw something from StreamYard that said 10 people could be on, even on the free plan, and it's only six. So we just booted Mrs. McFavorite for you to come on. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, when I logged in, it said 10 people. So, Oh, oh, and I think that's the viewing. Oh, really? Yeah. So yours said 10 people? Oh, let's see. All right. This pissed me off. But hey, we're glad you're on, Roger. Sorry, I didn't even think about the Skype versus the way we do it now. Um, we were literally just talking about AAA and how he kind of got involved with the podcast. 
Um, we went through how Lotus got involved with the podcast. Uh, do you want to kind of just give us a brief description of how you got involved, how you started listening, and then we're on the show, and 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 then we'll kind of get to what's going on now and 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 how things have changed in a little bit. Uh, how did I find your show? I think I found it through because um, I had my own show at one point. Yeah. Uh, guys with toys and you and Mrs. McFavorite came on. And Roger, who was your co-host with that show? I remember that podcast, but I can't uh, it was Dave, and he was like, "Flag points, Dave." No, no, uh, he was a friend of mine that lives out here with me. Oh, okay, yeah, and uh, I do remember listening to that though. Yeah, yeah, good. and he was uh he lives in Vancouver now, which is across the water from where I am. Uh, and we just could never seem to get to to link up the same amount of time at the right time. So it just kind of it was more or less just me doing it at one point and other guests. I want to say uh, flag point. No, I can't. Re- yeah, I can't remember the podcast I was listening to where Open Your Toys was on, and then. As I joined the community with podcasting, I reached out to Slick, and uh, we did that episode together with your wife, which was like a four-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my I had to put mine down for a, forever, I guess. And then uh, maybe a year or two later, I had gotten contact with slick and he asked me to go out on his show and then i did a bunch of shows with him and then everything just got chaotic and yeah and then life moved on yeah i I would say i mean that's that's been the big thing right is is like life's major changes has been what's changed this podcast is you know it Mrs. McFavor and I moved on from a two-person show because we had a kid. Roger had some major issues in his life, and that's what made him move on, you know? So it's it's kind of crazy, especially when you're talking over a 12-year period, you know, what things can change, how your, how your mentality can change, how your collecting changes, how your collecting ends, that kind of shit. Um. Rock, you were you were probably the next host on. So what? No, Vern. Well, oh, Swage Vern. I, yeah, the next host that actually chose to join us, and I know uh, Swage really wanted to be on today, and he has to work, unfortunately. So, um, but you were the next one, at least that's present that was on the show. What? What's kind of your memories? Your thoughts? I kind of found you guys pretty early on. I got an iPod Touch as my first Father's Day gift. So that was uh, like June of 2009. So once I found like Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, Mark Maron, like the big guys early, then I started finding the Star Joes. And that's how I found you guys because I think they will listen to you. And then once I found Star Wars and other toy podcasts, it just went from there. But I've been listening – I wouldn't say from day one, but probably the the first year is when I started. Because I remember that contest vividly, that 
um, <laughs> Dr. Peter one. So, <laughs> but Hey Roger, since I've never really got a chance to talk to you ever, did you, do you still collect or did you sell your collection? Oh boy. Um, do you want to hear that tragic story? Yeah, I do. Well, Cause I, you're, cause you're, you a humongous GI Joe collector only. And everything had to be like mint on card, mint and sealed box, right? Yeah, so I had like a pretty extensive in-box collection, mint on card figures from 81 all the way, going all the way through until, I don't know, when did they stop doing it? 2006, 17? Okay. 18? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I decided that I like building muscle cars and mini trucks. Ah, look at that, loaded. (laughs) Mini truck brothers. So, uh, So my collection. Oh, that's that's a whole other conversation that we need to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So, I did sell most of it off. I'll be honest with you, I'm probably down to 20% of my 100% collection. And I also Mm -hmm. had like turtles, I had like lots of 80s stuff. I'm like, G.I. Joe was my main core, but. I had Transformers, uh, Turtles, Batman, all the Kenner stuff, uh, uh, Brave Star, like all the all the big names, He Man, all that stuff. I, and I wow. just got to the point where I just had too much, and it was just got to like I it would give me anxiety about how much stuff I had. And when you when you sold it, did you sell it all in one lot, or did you just like piece it out over time? I pieced it out over time, so I'd probably been selling it for about three years now. Wow. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, I made a lot of money on that, though. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Roger spent, I, I mean, we had like 4 a.m. nights and stuff. I bought a, I bought a huge collection off of some guy. Uh, unlike the one I paid for. $2,500 for recently. I bought a collection off of a guy where literally he, and I feel awful about this, but he probably broke even on shipping and that's it. I bought a GI Joe collection for like $400 and it was just insane. And it was a bunch of 87 and on stuff that uh, Roger just helped me Oh yeah, I remember that. I what do you think? Like probably fucking thirty hours or something. Yeah, about that. Yeah, we did a few we did. days, long yeah. days. <laughs> it was just Skype, and I would just show him something, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's this, and it should have this weapon, and look on YoJo for this, and that kind of shit." And so, I mean, his breadth of knowledge of GI Joe was insane. But just as I'm getting out, I see. Hasbro's re-released the six-inch line, trying to suck me right, but the fuck back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roger hit me up like, "Are you getting these? Do you have these?" And, and I was like, "Okay, what, what are you looking for?" He's like, "All of it." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Cliff, you're you're probably the most recent, consistent, you know, contributor on the podcast. Um, but you've been there. Uh, God, I mean, I remember your your sobriety posts from fucking way. I mean, because you're in double digits now, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming and up I, on 12 I remember, in November. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think I remember seeing posts from you like year three or something and just being like, wow, I, I couldn't even imagine what what are coming. What are some of your thoughts, your remembrances? Well, I think I've told you the story before. I, I was looking for podcasts about mask um, and stumbled on a, a website called or a podcast called Obscurities or Obscurities. Um, and you and Mrs. McFavorite were the host. Yeah. Or the co-hosts, or the guests, I guess. Yeah, um, and that led me to your show. Eighties, yep. And that led me to your show, and it was pretty early um, in your stuff. And I remember because I was listening, and I I subscribed to became a regular listener. And you spent like three episodes, like twenty minutes in each episode, begging the listeners to find you this transformer that you couldn't <laughs> find. And so I was going to Toys R Us like you know twice, two, three times a week, and I found it. And I, I got, I reached out to you. It was the first time I reached out to you. And I was like, dude, I got this transformer for you. And you were like, oh yeah. Yeah. I found that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I ended up going to return it and stuff, but that's kind of what started me and you talking on Facebook. And I've been following the podcast ever since, uh, keeping in touch with you pretty much the whole time. Um, I, I also won one of those SDCC contests. I had to check cause I don't remember. It was 2011. And you got me the the Indiana Jones Lost Wave. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Battle Armor Faker versus Bizarro uh, uh, Masters DCUC uh, two-pack back, back then. Two and I begged you. <laughs> that two-pack. I begged you to open them. <laughs> that Lost Wave, I can't believe how long ago that is. I remember buying that at a toy show. And I can't like that box was huge. It was it was like six yeah. figures. Yeah. Side, it was side yeah. two two side by side, three long. Yeah, yeah. that's an awkward shape box I, to ship too. And I kept sending him messages. I'm like, slick. I'm a loose collector. Open them shits. Put them in plastic baggies and just mail me the baggies. And he's like, I can't do it. It's too beautiful. I have to send it to you intact. And I was like, slick. I'm going to tear it open the minute you get it. Don't waste money. He's like, I, I gotta do it, man. You gotta be the one who opens it. <laughs> so, really, so, he yeah, wouldn't no, open anything. No, he wouldn't he would, open it for me because he said the package would, was too good. He would grind yeah. me nonstop about the fact I opened nothing and kept everything in package. <laughs> well, it's the experience. That's me too. <laughs> yeah, it's the experience. Like I wanted him to have that joy of busting like that again. SDCC or convention packaging in general, it's just gorgeous. Like I'm the same way. I tear my, or I don't tear my shit open. I carefully cut tape and exacto bubbles off and shit like that. But, but it's seeing the original presentation that, that matters in my opinion, you know, I open my toys with dull razor blades. <laughs> yeah, he does the, the dollar store, especially you know, when they're vintage for a dollar. <laughs> oh my god, when you open those go bots with those things, I'm like, ah, yeah, you, you were so, yeah, you actually sent you actually sent me a uh, an exacto knife as a gift. <laughs> yes. it, speaking about hate mail, how many, what was the percentage of? Hate messages you got on on opening those vintage Carter GoBots. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of hate out there. People saying that you're opening, you know, something that's one less uh, sealed GoBot that's on the market. Blah blah blah. But you know, it's in the past. It's okay. That's the internet. I mean, 
Yeah, that's the internet. Did you? Tell you could say hey, at least I'm wearing fucking gloves. Yeah, I'm wearing. I, I mean, I still didn't touch them. I still have never touched those GoBots. So, you know, if you made a Facebook post that said I found the cure for cancer, somebody would write. But what about rheumatoid arthritis? You know what I mean? You're still the asshole. So it doesn't matter. That's the internet. It doesn't matter what you did, no matter how good it is. Somebody's gonna bitch about it. All right. Um, just because for for some reason. I, Sorry, does someone want to say something? Well, I was just going to say something. You know, I, 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 we were talking about, you know, kind of our the shows that that we used to watch or listen to. Um, but right around the same time that I started listening to Open Your Toys, I was also, um, I believe, I started just listening to Toy Break, and then they moved it to a a video show. Mm-hmm. Um, but toy break was really fun. Um, and then I learned later on that George and Aileen were actually friends of Jason and Jessica. So that was oh, a, a very, very cool as well. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's so, awesome. um, definitely I was sad to see, you know, that, you know, them not do that show anymore, but, um, yeah, that was, that went on for years and that was a excellent show. So I don't know if, anyone else on the panel has you know watched uh toy break but it was it was great like i even loved when they you know opened up their blind you know the blind i forgot what was it jason what was it was a uh it was a special little segment they they called it they they named it something yeah they they had great editing too like their video was awesome (laughs) yeah and that's all all props to aileen you know george was George was the toy designer of that, and right. they kind of ran their business. Um, yeah, it, God, and I, you're right. I can't. Re- it, was it was a, a dedicated segment, corner or something. It was, yeah. I mean, it was. They made it a thing. Yeah, it was an and, actual thing. It had animation and everything yeah, for yeah. that segment. And now I feel bad that I can't remember what the segment was, but it was excellent, and it really kept you engaged. And it was just such a fun dynamic, you know, um, so, and that, that was another husband and wife kind of a scenario. Yeah. And it was for people that, you know, I had no idea that a designer toy market existed out there, Yeah, you know, and now I'm, uh, George still does a show called, uh, I got it's it's so awful. It's like toy geeks or something like that. Or... I know Aileen was always into Lego as well. So she had a she was always doing uh, the brick brick something too. Yeah. So they they were married even though they didn't they didn't play that up on the show, and, and they straight up told me that they didn't play up that relationship because they're like guys don't want to know that I'm married to her guys want to think that this is a girl with big boobs you know talking toys that's single like they literally said that when we were out to dinner one night and i was like oh i i I guess i see that you know but uh yeah they they divorced a few years back and and they're both super happy aileen uh went on to marry a guy that is just super crazy lego guy 
So she's really kind of made that her focus in the last few years is, is this guy. And she's still, and God, it's so awful because I don't, I, I, I would love to support her, but it's a Lego podcast. That's like two, two and a half hours long, as long as ours, but that's just too much Lego information in my opinion. Um, so she's married a guy, they're super happy doing their Lego thing. And George, I've got, I, I got to meet his wife, his, his new wife. And they just had a, just had a baby. Congratulations, George. Um, and I want to say I'm almost positive his wife's name is Jessica as well. Um, I got to meet them at a power con and he's, he's still doing designer toy, uh, a designer toy podcast uh, with 3D Retro, one of his buddies from yeah, that show. I remember 3D Retro was on there as well, and he actually had a whole he had a store and everything that was yeah, uh, and they still do like okay. they're they're it's like geeks behind the counter or something like that. Okay. Now, <laughs> does George does George still do Four Horsemen? Because he was wasn't he one of the designers for the Four Horsemen at one point? So him and the Four Horsemen both worked at McFarland Toys back uh, in the 90s, okay. back during that huge boom of the late 90s uh, Spawn figures. And then Four Horsemen split off and did their own thing, and George did his own thing. Okay, so he, and, George doesn't have any, any, he doesn't have any of his art actually in the the new like any of the mythic legions or anything like he doesn't have any no, part of that okay, uh, gotcha. no george does completely like designer independent stuff okay sculpting gotcha. nowadays because i know i know he was doing like he he bought the the molds for the skeleton warriors and yeah. like i remember they, like that was got, that was like the last thing they did as a couple is acquire the skeleton uh warriors license yeah did they try to re do a kickstarter for that and get it going again they did, they did, and they did a they did a successful one for the skeleton, and then when it it came time to make the actual figures themselves, it didn't go through because the skeleton was like a five five and a half inch skeleton, so like a master's size, but the figures were three and three quarter. And people were like, what the fuck? And and they're like, this is what the original series was. Like the cartoon, the original toys were that way, where the skeletons were 5.5, but the figures were three and three quarter. And when the when their first one didn't uh didn't go through successfully, they they released another skeleton Kickstarter that was successful again. But they just couldn't get the figures launched with them, and it was all Glio system. And, and was back that then. their choice? Was that their choice to be a different scale, or was it just the molds that they purchased? Because they actually purchased the real molds, right? The licensing and the molds, or not? I I don't know if they have the molds. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Because all of the all of the stuff they did was original sculpts by George. Ah, so, okay. So they got the licensing. George did all the sculpting. So that's it, interesting. Uh, Why would he sculpt a different scale? Like I don't understand that part. Of I it. think they were just trying to replicate the cartoon and the oh, the past okay. line was that's how it. You know, it, it if 
it, it's kind of like if you brought back, well, I'm trying to think of a good example here because, I mean, that's the problem is they had the bad guys at, at 5.5 and then they had the good guys at three and three quarter. And so they were re- trying to replicate that scale and that kind of fucked with everybody's head. And they were just like, why am I buying a 5.5 skeleton, but buying a three and three quarter, you know, hero. Yeah. That's interesting. So, that. oh, okay. Cool. Um, all right. So, uh, kind of a good synopsis there of, of everything. Cliff, did you have any, anything to add? I think we got, we kind of cut into your remembrance on a little rabbit hole there. Uh, no, I mean, just, I mean, like I said, I've been following the podcast ever since then when you guys started doing the live streams, I was chatting along with you until you invited me on one day and hey. I to shake me. And, and I don't want, <laughs> so and good. I don't want to, I, I need to keep uh, this horror rock guy in check, and and myself in check too, because I think I knew, I think I know horror, and then Cliff just represents. Well, Cliff, hey, Cliff knows a lot. Well, Cliff knows a lot about like you know names of like he he's very good with like names of actors you know and can associate them with movies and TV shows and stuff like i mean that like for me i i ha- i just have i feel like i know nothing when it comes to actors and assigning you know an, an actor's name to a to a movie or or something like that so yeah props out to cliff for <laughs> for having that knowledge no thanks i knew it would come in useful one day <laughs> your time your time is now <laughs> For the, the the horror uh horror segment of jeopardy you would fucking ball out on that <laughs> i mean i gotta say we we do need to do something crazy for halloween now that we have cliff because we've never really focused around halloween but we need to do something really cool for for halloween well, let me tell you something, Lotus. Probably get deep delve into mm-hmm. horror figures. Lotus, Halloween starts in you my know. house on September 1st. There you go. All and it right. goes through. It's 61 days of horror. Wow. And I watch horror movies it's... every day for 61 days. All right. Lotus, Lotus starts his, his horror celebration earlier than I would have ever imagined. So you guys got that in common. And just think, with all the stores that have gone out of business, There'll be a Spirit Halloween. There'll be three of them in every shopping center now this year. Dude, I love Spirit Halloween. Like, I just love every year. I love going in there. Like, I, it's just, it's just such a fun. It's really like mm-hmm. an amusement park. It's just a fun place to go. I Dude, we have I fucking love it. Already got its signage up and everything oh, like really? that. Wow. I didn't. I didn't pull into the parking lot, but. They have their little like banner across the shopping center sign. They've got their full banner on the shop space already. So I'm... yeah, they they converted. Um, they used they used an old Toys R Us, um, and they yeah. they uh, someone bought the property, so now it's actually a different like facility. So unfortunately, that Spirit Halloween won't be there this year. But in my area. It always does. <laughs> I know, at least where I live, you can't go 10 minutes in any direction without running into a spirit Halloween when they do open. They're just that they're everywhere. Oh, yeah. 
And I don't know if you guys uh, are the same as Illinois, um, but there's like, in addition to Spirit, there's like all these weird Halloween stores. Like there was something called Halloween Headquarters last year that I found. And there was like a Halloween costume, like Emporium I took my niece to. Like, so they're all the same thing. They're pop-up stores, but there's not just Spirit around me. So I got cool. all of them. And we have we have one other one here, and I can't even remember what it's called. But we have one other one that tries to compete. They have you know they have pop ups and all that kind of shit. But um, all right, well let me uh, let me share something real quick, and then I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Mrs. McFavorite, see if she'll come and sit on my lap um, for some fun stuff here. Uh, but first, I wanted to talk about kind of the uh, the impact of what Lotus, not, I wouldn't say pushed me to do, but but turned me on to, and and now this is what we're doing right now is is the Streamyard and the whole YouTube thing. Um, so first up, let me share my screen here. Uh, so first up is this uh, copyright notice, the first one I've ever received in my life. Um, so <clears throat> I talked about this in a blog post, but if you remember, we did a War for Cybertron trailer thing where throughout the years, we've always played audio of trailers and stuff like that and then talked about it afterwards. And and this one, we decided to play, I decided to play the trailer on the show. The The audio was awful. Nobody could hear it. Cliff and Lotus uh, it were, it was both of you, right? I'm not yeah, remembering yeah. it correctly. Yeah, we, yeah. we narrated it. Yeah, yeah. You, you narrated it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Within, you can see this date stamp. Within 20 minutes, I got a copyright. And, and it says this is not a copyright strike. It says the, this claim right. does not affect your account status. Yeah. Uh, but I got a copyright claim that quickly. So let's just let, let's give some uh, praise to YouTube and their AI for whatever the fuck it's doing behind the scenes. Um. But basically what happened with this is I didn't have to take down our video, thank God, because I'm all about consistency and it would have drove me nuts to have a recorded version and live version and bouncing back and forth. But anyways, um, just to let people know, this is how serious YouTube takes this. Um, That video was demonetized for, Mm. for us. And again, I, I've had my YouTube channel up for 12 years and I've made $67. So don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not pulling in like Bobby Skullface money or anything here. And Bobby Skullface would say he's not pulling in some other YouTube reviewers money here, but I, I've made $67 in 12 years. So I'm not making any money on this, but they literally are taking all the money away from that video and giving it to Netflix. Netflix because we played a trailer of theirs. So if anybody watches other shows that have stopped playing trailers and stuff, now you know why, you know. Um, But the crazy thing is, is I want to give big props to this. This is July 13th. I received this. 
Um, so I've been a creator since January of 2009. We only have 249 subscribers of this. Since then, we've gained like maybe six more. Um, <laughs> but you guys but, are killing it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we're, we're balling. But I mean, this is pretty amazing. You want to look at how we did versus the previous month. And, and June is when we started launching uh, these live on uh, these live shows. And even compared to June, like it's just skyrocketed. 9,422 minutes watched that month. And, and this is just kind of going up and up and up. And so I want to give big props, especially to you, Lotus, for just saying because i fought it for a long time i was just like yeah i just like the way we're doing it and he showed me how easy the stream yard thing is and it, it's it's been amazing i've had a blast doing it since we've done it i mean we've acquired you know new listeners new followers cliff has been on the show and it's just been amazing roger for you man i mean I hopefully you've seen how easy it is to join us. And, and now when I post in that hosts, uh, that hosts, uh, Facebook group, I would love for you to come on when you can. Yeah. I have no problems coming on, jumping on for this. Maybe I'll get a cam and you can see my pretty face. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Lotus will, we'll never see Lotus's face, but right. yeah, I, I'm, I I'm just a bot. You guys don't even, I'm not even real. <laughs> <laughs> it's just AI answering yeah. us yeah. where we say, Hey Lotus, what are you drinking? <laughs> LG fridge, fridge water. water <laughs> <laughs> uh, same thing with you, triple a, you, yeah. you've been on a video podcast mm-hmm. yeah. that you don't turn your video on. But, oh no, but, I, I don't have that device anymore. It's, oh. it's broken i just need to buy another one um so i just wanted to say man this video thing has been absolutely amazing it's been super fun for me at least um taking editing duties off of lotus i do editing now just because there is no editing i i tack on an intro and an outro and publish boom done you know Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go check on Mrs. McFavorite, but the next thing I wanted to, I wanted to touch on here is, uh, collecting then and now. So, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, take the screen share off. Can everybody see the order of everybody? Yes. Like everybody sees Cliff, triple A, then Roger, that yes. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, why, why don't we just go through you five and talk about, and again, this will be in relation to the start of our show in 2008, but Cliff, why don't you talk about what you're collecting like was 12 years ago compared to now? Cool. Yeah. So probably when I first started listening to the show, it was all, uh, what was the twenty? It was twenty fifth anniversary Joe line, mostly, um, and the uh, Masters of the Universe classics that were Maddie Collector exclusives, um, and some random Star Wars here and there. Um, but both of those lines are, I mean, for all intents and purposes, dead. Uh, so now it's kind of obviously I'm doing the new Joe six, the, the new Joe classified line, 
but um, I, I have character focuses like uh, Jason Voorhees. I, I get any piece of merch that Jason's on. Um, I'm pretty pretty much by any horror figure that NECA does. Um, that's always been the same. NECA's been kind of pumping them out lately, um, like a lot of them lately. So I've been pretty much catching up on those. But other than that, I'm just focusing on the, the Joe Six-inch line. And then whenever I watch on a whim, watch an old movie or something that might have had a Kenner toy line, I find that I go down a deep hole in eBay and have to collect them all. I just, I'm really nostalgic for all those Kenner movie lines, the Terminator line, the Predator line, the, their Batman series, their, you know, their, their Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves stuff, their Waterworld line. I just love that they went all in on like every movie that they could have possibly done because they wanted to try to recreate Star Wars. And some of them aren't too expensive either, which is nice. Oh, dude, they're, I mean, you can get them for Marvel Legends prices. Like, you can get a mint on... I, I just bought a shit ton of uh, Batman animated series figures. And you can get them for, like, 23 24 bucks a pop, mint on card. I mean... And and those I Robin Hood figures card. are, like, $5. <laughs> I know, I have them all. I have a lot love of them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty And they're decent. all just Superpowers repaints. Yeah, they're just Superpowers repaints, except for Friar Tuck, who's a Grammarian guard. Yep, Go exactly. Yep. Guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the vehicles are Ewok repaints. So, like, it's it's just I such a funny line. little Frankenstein line. Yeah. So, that's, that's what I'm collecting now. I love that movie. You, you shut your mouth, Rock. That movie's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. You shut your whore mouth. I'm not saying it's perfect, Rock. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> it's a good cast. Really love it. It's a great cast, but not a good movie. I can't look at that movie with anything other than pure nostalgia. I was, I think I was 10 when it came out, and that was fucking incredible. I had the cereal. I had the toys. Uh, Robin Hood was the greatest thing in the world. So I can't look at that. other. Every time I watch it, I'm that 10-year-old. So I can't look at it as a 39-year-old man watching a movie. I All I see is what I saw when I was a kid. So no, I, I love it. I do. I think it's awesome. But it's okay. I'm, I'm going to forgive you, and I'm, I'm going to accept your apology for bad-mouthing it, and we'll just move on. In your honor, I might go and open up one of those Robin Hood figures. I'll rip it open right on camera. Yeah. Nice. That's what we'll do. You got, you got the, uh, what's the, uh, Dark Warrior? That's a good one. Uh, I have most of them, but hold on. I'll, I'll, I should rip one open just to make Peter happy, because I don't open shit according to him. <laughs> But there's two Which Robin Hoods. There's up. Longbow and Crossbow. I got crossbow. two Robin Hoods. I got I got Friar Tuck. I got Robin Hood. Uh, I should rip one of these open. It's so goddamn cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you should rip open uh, Longbow Robin Hood. Is that I lost the most valuable one? Or the cheapest one? No, it's just it's my favorite one of the of the series. Oh. They're all pretty much the same price. Um, the Dark I Warrior. Mean, he could, yeah, yeah. Hey, there you go. Cool. Yeah, if you got Dark Warrior, rip him open. He's just a cool toy. Don't do it, Rock. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a stunt. It's a two hundredth episode. We got to do something special, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> Well, there you go. Hey, that was good. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of. Talk- I might open Friar Tuck. 
I can make a All custom right. rock figure. I was gonna say, yeah, because he's got that Gamorrean guard. I I have a Lou Santa carded version of him, just because I'm a Gamorrean guard guy. Should we do it? Make a rock the farting dad custom figure. Open it up live. Open up your toys. <laughs> Fucking episode two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> just fucking mangled that thing. That's how you open up a toy. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. You know, if I grow a beard, you know, I can I can Congrats. do this. Rock some sandals. It's gonna be a rough figure. No, I think see, that, Peter, are you three you. foot three? Hey, thank you. No. That looks really good. The good funny thing, there, man. the funny thing about this skit is the glue <laughs> is so '80s glue or '90s glue that it literally popped the bubble off without even destroying the card. Yeah, I didn't even hear a rip or anything. Oh, yeah. it did? Okay. I oh, thought, wow. I I thought it popped right it. off. Okay. Don't worry. When this podcast is over, I'll be out here with my tape crying and putting it back together. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, you just, no, you just hop on eBay off. and get a new one for six bucks. <laughs> I know. Don't, step ahead of you. I'll be, I'll be with podcast. I'll buy it. Hey, we're episode 200. Got an open figure now. <laughs> well, and, uh, <laughs> so I checked on Mrs. Favorite. And uh, uh, part of the course, she is now napping. So once again, she did not make it through an episode of opening. <laughs> but that's perfect. That's that's what she always does. So that's like perfect. That's that's exactly right. I I, I felt it coming and it came. But Triple uh, A, what about you? What uh, collecting then and now? Um, Two thousand eight. Hmm. That's the time when. It's at the time when it's a legacy collection with Star Wars and Transformer would be like the movie one. I think it's the uh, something <laughs> The Fallen. <laughs> no, well, uh, I mean, two thousand seven was the original movie. Uh, two thousand nine was Revenge of the Fallen. So, two thousand eight would be the original movie slash the the kind of uh tail end of the first classics wave damn i can't remember a thing maybe the sprite is really <laughs> doing a number on me <laughs> but um yeah i oh, man i think i haven't i wasn't really full force into collecting i don't think i was just buying things uh, here and there i started out with um the only thing I remember I got back in was a Star Wars Titanium series uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Starship. I don't know what year is that, but I picked that thing up, and that just led to a, a huge rabbit hole. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have picked that up. <laughs> uh, I was really uh, a, a gamer. Like, jeez, I, I do so many things about video games. That's, that, was, that was it until... Um, uh, I I picked up that Starship, um, and also I was, it was also an outlet for me to like do something else other than video game because I, I had a previous relationship before and um, I, I literally did everything on video games and social media, MMO, RPG, you name it, I've done those, and uh, that kind of destroyed my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, living another world kind of make you happy, sure, but like your reality suffers a bit. So, um, so I 
decided to quit. Um, but it's a little too late. So I, we both got, you know, we got divorced and uh, we, I, I, I picked up something different. Oh wow, a full-on marriage, not just yeah. a relationship, a full-on marriage. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I kind of learned a lesson of just like, just I gotta focus now and here, you know, not some cyberspace thing. So I, I gave up gaming. Literally, my last video game system is PS2. So I never, right. never looked back. Um, but I feel like I we need to have some music. Should we? Should we have some <laughs> vi- violins or something? <laughs> no, but you know what? It, it built a better me. So. <laughs> and it is actually i like i like being the new me now so um all that stuff back then is i'm not i'm just closure in like a cave you know i don't really meet anybody i'm just doing everything online now it's just like you know i could uh get out of my shell meet some new people um uh, you know talk about passions and uh, hobbies and something so um yeah, I, I like this, and I also create. I'm a creative person. Uh, I do a lot of uh, photography, and I did photography for seven years, doing weddings and birthday parties and stuff. And then I put my talent into taking like toy photos, so um, that could express my outlet for creativity wise. Um, and um, so when I picked up that that first Star Wars vehicle, I felt like something just sparked and. I want to get back into the uh, the industry of creativities. So I worked for some company over in China to build kids' toy for uh, target age uh, three to ten years old. <laughs> um, was in the project for about a year, um, and then I decided to move on to uh, you know try to make better money. So uh, they don't pay very much because you know China. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, I now I, you know, I feel like it's better to get away from the industry in a way for me back then, um, because I can enjoy this hobby more. It's like, it's like if you work at your favorite restaurant and you see that food every day, it just gets really tiring. Yeah, <laughs> you want it to be out of it, you know, and just do something else so you can enjoy this stuff. <laughs> But uh, I I assume that it's different for nowadays with Hasbro employees and stuff because they're really making some really killer stuff and I want a part of that you know <laughs> but it's it's hard to get in with that industry now it's it's beyond me I I can't scope with anything so I'm just a an artist and they don't even use pen anymore <laughs> everything's all digital so I'm again too old for that so I don't. Got got to do something different, um, but uh, um, but as far as collecting wise, I mean, went went from I'm I'm Asian, so I obviously collect import toys, so that never died on me, um, and I just picked up when I came to America, and I just picked up that Starship Fighter, and now I'm collecting American toys too. So it's like imagine having East and West toys in my little tiny apartment freaking a <laughs> it's too much um that's why i've been uh telling jason that hey you know what i i gotta sell this stuff you know i just gotta keep selling and that otherwise i'm not gonna be able to enjoy all this stuff 
I I I preach I preach a whole different philosophy. I I always tell people like you know you got one life you know and people are inventing things every day. You get to live on this planet until you die. So you just enjoy whatever is coming out because when it's over, it's over. You know, it's just. I mean, if you keep this stuff, you can be like selling things. You just be making money. I rather just work my job, make the money, and then reward myself and just enjoy stuff what other people make. And、uh, so I'm an experiencer.、Uh, I like to experience things. You know, I mean, when I'm sure, like、uh, we all want to want to live as much as we can to to see the next new. Avenger or new GI Joe movie, you know, that's a that's again that's experiencing things. So, for toys for me, like I don't know what happens in the next thirty years, you know, of toys, you know, it could be nothing. So enjoy it now, you know. It could be like they don't care about the stuff anymore, or it could be even better, and and I won't be there for that. So, just you know, live the moment and.、Uh, There's a lot of cool engineering technologies out there that making these amazing plastic just fascinating.、Um, so,、uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, and so、uh, AAA has has three characteristics that that I've I've always admired and and wish that I could incorporate into my own life,、um, and and. Other hosts on this podcast have have each of these, you know, characteristics as well.、Um, you know, Cliff, your your big thing is your breadth of knowledge. You know, like when you go after something, you know everything about that, and you know, and that kind of thing. Just even knowing like actors and and directors' names, I I find extremely valuable. Triple、um, A. So your your big things that I admire is、um, one you collect the definitive version of characters.、Mm-hmm. So I have seventy eight snake eyes,、Jeez. and how many snake eyes do you think you have? Uh, five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because I need to. I need. I need to see that evolution.、Uh, He's like the worst character. Seventy-eight <laughs> versions of it. This is coming from Rogers. Like, I really want the classifieds, all except for snake eyes. What do you have? <laughs> like, do you not want them because you already have them? Or he's like, no, I just don't want snake eyes. <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, and then the other big thing is. Peter will buy a three hundred dollar toy that he has no connection to just because it's a fun toy. <laughs> that I can't let that mind blowing. Three hundred dollars on something you don't even have a connection to. Well, you know, I've seen pictures and it looks like the engineer looks fun, and I want it to be. <laughs> I do that too when I find a, 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 a butt zombie at Target on clearance for three dollars. I buy that toy. <laughs> Just because I'm like, oh, it's a butthole that's a zombie. That's three hundred dollar, you know, soul of Chachokin figures. But anyway,、um, and then the big one that everybody shares, 
much more than I do is the ability to sell your collection, to be able to sell things um, to keep the hobby going as opposed to me. You know, I, I, I've sold things out of necessity for my unemployment, but, you know, ain't, uh, Peter just constantly flips things. Roger sold his, almost his entire collection. Rock makes, you know, he's able to afford his collecting by flipping things. Lotus moves on to different interests and has no problem just fucking putting a whole collection up for sale, you know. So big props to you, AAA, for those things. Um, um, I think it's because uh, if... Uh, I had two jobs, and it just putting it helps supposed to help the bills. So if I was buying these toys, and you know these toys are very expensive, mm-hmm. in order to enjoy them, you're gonna have to find other ways. Um, let toy fund your toys. That's yeah. that's bottom line is you know, and you won't feel it on your wallet. So well, you uh, don't have to feel it in your wallet because remember, everything in PayPal is free money. So you just log into PayPal, free money, right. and you just spend that shit. You don't got to worry about it. So that's I how love you live life. Free money. <laughs> I love spending that free money. <laughs> uh, Roger, how about you? Uh, then and now, two thousand eight compared to right now. Uh, two thousand eight. Uh, what was coming out then? You have to jog my memory a bit. So I can right tell you where I was. Classics, the original movie Transformers. Uh, we were full on into the 25th anniversary of the Joes. Attack of the Clones had come out then. Um. Oh yeah, Attack of the Clones is like 2000. Yeah, that was that was 02. Yeah. Oh okay. So um, 2008 is like legacy collection and where they're right. really like what I consider the golden age of Star Wars collecting. So by then, I think I was full in. At that point, I decided that all my loose collection of G.I. Joes had to be all flipped over into on-card mint condition. All my vehicles had to be sold off and all had to be in boxes. Some never assembled. Some of them were assembled. At that point, I was living in a small house with two young children, uh, with my ex-wife and my toy. <coughs> Sorry, uh, my toy room was so huge, I had to take a, a storage unit. And basically, every day I would purchase, or every day the mailman would show up with like 10 packages for me. <laughs> um, I had to go to the storage unit to store my stuff. And it just got so massive at one point. That again, it, it, you know, the argument with my ex-wife every, every day about... You got 10 more packages and all the money you're spending and blah, 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 blah. I kept justifying it, but I'll sell it though. I'll sell it. Don't worry. I'll sell it. Never, (laughs) never sold it. And then it got to the point where I was just went to this weird hole where I just remember a toy line as a kid. And I'd be like, oh, I need to collect all that toy line. I remember having Teenage Mutant Turtles. I need every single turtle. I remember having the Batman Kenner series. I need every single Batman of that line. Uh, Star Wars, the same thing. Like I was, I had, I recollected the entire vintage collection twice. Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> right? Like that, that's pretty bad, man. <laughs> and um, and then divorce comes along. I have to find a place to live. It took me six large trucks, like full, like long, long bed trucks, 
pickups, six trips to move my collection from my place to my new place. And then when I moved it there, it was so small. I had to stick it in this weird storage area underneath the house that I was staying in. And then when I moved out of there to my apartment I'm in now, which is a two bedroom, by the way, and I got it solely for the fact of my collection. Um, it took an eight by 10 storage unit and that was solely just my collection and nothing else. Jesus. And then it, when I actually unpacked it, which took me three weeks to unpack and actually organize and put together, it got to the point where I was, I had so much anxiety about it. I had to start downsizing it and getting on top of it and mm. getting in control. Um, I just find that once you get through your first loop of selling, like when you get like, it's hard when you're going through your collection, like, well, what do I need? What do I don't need? What do I, you know, what do I still really like? What am I still really interested in? Mm. Once you get through that part of it, it seems to get easier and easier to sell. And it got to the point where a friend of mine who was a mechanic was like, Hey, I want to learn how to work on cars. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll try that. Let's do that. And then, yeah, that just ended up being my new collecting. So now I collect cars instead of toys. <laughs> um, I still have stuff around. Like I'm a huge Batman fan. I still collect Batman to this day. Like I, you know, the new McFarlane stuff that just came out. I'm all in on that stuff. Um, again, fucking Hasbro and your GI Joe <laughs> pulling me in on that one too. Like I seen it and I see the stuff that's the target stuff and the troopers. I'm like, fuck, I'm in, I'm in like, <laughs> You know. awesome. Yeah, like you know, and then um, the Transformers. I'm kind of in and out. I'm more like the masterpiece stuff than I do um, the War of Cybertron and all that stuff that they're coming out with now. Some of it's good, like the Combiner War stuff was decent, um, but you know, it's definitely takes me a lot more now to want to purchase um, toys than it did before. Uh, the NECA stuff, I love the new Turtle stuff they're doing with NECA and everything, like. I love all that stuff. So yeah, I'm pretty much Batman now is pretty much my, like for sure. If I'm out, I see it, I'll buy it. GI Joe will probably be on next one, especially with a retro line coming out as well. And cars or yeah, I just have a graveyard of cars now. <laughs> so being the uh, only person on the panel that still has toys or us, right? Yeah, we still have a Toys R Us. BC there? Okay. Do you, how often do you frequent Toys R Us? And, and what's it like? Because we don't know anymore. Down oh, there. you guys. Oh, <laughs> right. You're recovering plastic addicts from the Toys R Us. <laughs> I go there every, down, every time I'm in the mall. I have, It's just an old habit of mine. It's still the same Toys R Us it's always been. Like, again, you go in there and you're running around checking out. Yeah, there you go. You run around checking out all the new action figures and all the new Lego lines that are coming out, and you know it's it's more baby stuff now than less action figures. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's Toys R Us is Toys R Us. It's nothing's really changed there. Even their online presence is, in Canada it's still piss poor, like it's <laughs> always been. So I was going to say, is it still? overpriced relative to yeah yeah it definitely is i go to walmart and get the same thing for you know five or six bucks less okay and do they do the sales because that's where toys r us 
shined was when they had the buy two one get one free that's where it'd be cheaper than walmart finally that kind of stuff do they still have good sales at least they have weird sales there like you'll see like i was watching the the two pack of the marvel legends the i think it was the colossus and the juggernaut the two pack they made Mm -hmm. it just came out so it was like it retailed for 60 bucks in toys r us and it kind of sat there for a month or two and then suddenly it was twenty dollars like they just do crazy price drops and just to blow stuff out huh damn baller yeah right (laughs) like uh they still have those because i i would buy one (laughs) i can go look i haven't been there in a bit shipping (laughs) but yeah like they they have random sales it's not really like like it went us before, like you knew it was coming and it, again, they'd have the two for one or whatever, but yeah, they just have like random price drops or like, we need to clean the shelves. Everything's now $20. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. All right, Rock. What about you? Then now 2008. Well, back then, the only thing I bought was the 25th GI Joes, but because my son was like one years old, I was buying three of every figure. I was buying one to open, <laughs> one to keep carded, and then the extra just in case. So uh, I still have so a whole set. A Swan. Was, that, was that from Swan, Star Wars Action News? No, no. It was just something I did. Interesting. Uh, no, I really, no, I really did. I, and then I would actually go on eBay and just buy uh, lots of them. And I'd get them pretty good deals. And I had, a, I had this bookshelf, but I had like the setup as like army builders. Like I had all the bats and the vipers. And then I didn't start buying vintage till my first Comic Con. Uh, it was Father's Day, and my wife gave me money, and I bought a mint and steel box Zartan for $125, where they're like 1000 now. Um, I sold yeah. mine for like 80 bucks. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wow. That was back then, wow. right? No, that was probably two years ago. The prices oh. have gone; they've skyrocketed. Yeah, because yeah, um, GI Joe is so relevant now. So, <laughs> yes, GI Joe has gone ridiculous. But then, uh, you know, I started getting into my son got the Star Wars in GI Joe, so I was buying. I let him open up all my Power of the Force figures, but then I was buying the Legacy figures, and then I stopped really buying modern, and I started. Then I got hooked on vintage, and then it was. Uh, things that looked like in vintage packaging there was a there was a set that star wars made was it what was it called when they were on the vintage packaging but they were like a modern figure well there was the the vintage collection was the first one and they came in clamshell yes yes i had all of those and i said wow one day i'd like to actually own vintage star wars figures and then slowly but surely i started buying uh I bought Bib Fortuna and the Rancor Keeper, like my first two vintage Star Wars figures. They were like thirty-five and thirty bucks each. I was now say twenty bucks piece. <laughs> yeah, now a full run later, and then I sold off all of the those kind of figures, and I just slowly been doing the same thing. Like sold off my loose Joes to buy me non card Joes. Sold off, you know, whatever was loose and stuff I had that I wasn't collecting. I mean, I do have some regrets. There's some stuff I sold off to buy vintage Star Wars, I, I absolutely regret now. Like, I sold, uh, Cliff's going to know this one, the Michael Myers, the night he came home, the NECA box set. That's like a, a $500 Loomis? piece right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I sold that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I sold off an uh, unpunched uh, cobra, uh, the polar bear, the snow serpent, to buy mint on card Star Wars. Now I'm regretting it because that's like a six hundred dollar figure now. So yeah. that is fucking brutal, man. Yeah, <laughs> brutal is what I bought this week. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna get to where we got in, but I had a massive <laughs> buy for last week. But um, but yeah, now like I've been trying to get all the straight arms. So now, like this week, Oof. I got, you know, this week I, I've been trying to get Flash and Rock and oh, Roll. Oh my God, the Flash! Yeah, I got. I mean, so to get those two, I had to buy a lot of five. That's what kind of sickness I have. I had to buy. <laughs> so now I had to buy all these to get those two. You know. Uh, I mean, what, is, what does the straight arm grunt go for with that classic art for? Artwork, graded or that? ungraded? That's a whole nother thing. Well, ungraded because that's what ungraded. I I have it on eBay right now for four fifty. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and that's, that's with the flag point that. clipped. Oh, okay. If it wow. wasn't, I'd get it graded and like put up for about a grand. Yeah. Oof. I mean, it's near perfect, but you know, now like I, I spent I spent a thousand dollars on those five figures. <laughs> And that's a steal. Hey, thanks for paying for open your toys <laughs> hosting. We appreciate. Yeah, it. I mean, but now I'm, 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 you know, now I'm just strictly, uh, strictly vintage. My son doesn't collect toys. He's a gamer, and that's you know, I mean, I buy the, you know, me, I've been buying the the modern stuff. If it's like the G one that comes out as uh the re, you know the old packaging, but I'm pretty much narrowed my focus to anything that's like if it's modern, it's gonna be the vintage packaging or strictly vintage. But, but that, that's where I'm at now. I don't know what I still have left mint on card for my vintage shows. I think I have a Hawk and like a General Hawk, Cobra Commander's Battle Armor. Oh. Yeah, the 87 stuff. Okay. Yeah, the 87 stuff. 86, yeah. Eight, yeah. The, the prices have gone ridiculous. I mean, I saw uh, with Baroness. I got, I got outfit to the uh, yesterday on a bunch of ones. Alpine, it was $115. Like, 15 seconds left. It ended at three, like 88. Uh, Crimson Guard went for 415. And oh, oh yeah, what I, I mean, and this, this is what shit's going for now. Wow, uh, go, it's uh, and- let me just see real quick. Oh, yeah, Ripcord went for 538, Crimson Guard went for 405, and Alpine went for 333. They were all at 115 dollars with 30 seconds left. I have I a mint in box. Yesterday. Tomahawk never assembled with an actual story behind it uh, that I haven't sold yet. That's actually sitting here. It's the one piece I won't sell. It's a beautiful vehicle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I <laughs> well, posted... Roger, if you're ever going to sell anything, I'm your Huckleberry. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know for sure. <laughs> I posted my, I had a full run of, what was that, Night Force? And I split it into two oh. lots, and I posted them at ten dollars a start on each lot. Within two hours, they both were sitting at a grand. Wow, Jesus! Well, then Night once Force the Night Force, crazy. yeah, that once the Night Force was just what Toys R Us exclusive or something yeah. like that. That's why they're yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't. That purchased my '68 Nova and my motor for that '68 Nova. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, all right, Lotus, 
you're up next 2008 to now and and we just to give a shout out we got deluxe baldwin up in here he gave what's up man (laughs) thank you thank you mateo we appreciate it (laughs) so um yeah it's uh it's been a whirlwind um so basically i would say around 2010 is probably when i started collecting really hardcore transformers um i was you know collecting uh classics from the 2006 line um i was collecting animated um let's see i'm just trying to think of like all the different all the different uh transformers that i collected back then i mean it was it was crazy but i was i was the guy who was doing the one to open and one to keep sealed so (laughs) i just got into that whole rabbit hole and then some of the figures that i couldn't find anymore i'd be going on ebay and yes i was one of those stupid people who paid 40 bucks for a classics prowl or you know one of the seekers that i didn't that i just couldn't find you know because that was there was those prices were crazy back back then (laughs) you know around 2010 or so um but yeah and then i i also collected the uh the the toys rust line uh the the reissues um and that those i think started in like oh they were like 2002 or something like that but i i was just i was buying a lot of stuff on ebay you know just paying paying uh, you know increased prices for this stuff you know um the animated stuff i got all on clearance because um that was for some reason those figures all went on clearance at walmart i don't know um it was just probably towards the end of the line or something like that and i never watched the show i just thought the figures looked really cool um but i was also collecting masterpiece at the same time i was also collecting generation one and you know it was it was not none of this stuff was from my childhood it was literally just stuff that i was just constantly buying filling up those detolfs i mean it was just just a crazy amount of uh buying and, and collecting um but yeah, I mean, it's it just it's just been a, it's been a whirlwind for me. Um, starting, like I said, I probably 2010 was definitely when I got hot and heavy into really buying a lot of stuff. Uh, I would say 2008, you know, like 2008, I was I was buying stuff, but I wasn't like going crazy at it. Um, and then uh, after that, I mean, I started um, I started moving into buying hot toys, and then I got crazy into these stupid hot toys, and <laughs> and uh, and that took me down a rabbit hole of the, all these Iron Men and and just all, all these armors that were coming out, and I was just I was so addicted to just buying these stupid Iron Man armors, you know. I sh- I don't want to say stupid. I'm I'm using that as a as a fun, you know. It, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just you go through these little collecting, you know, rabbit holes, you know, whether it's carded figures or hot toys, which unfortunately were just expensive. Um, But yeah, I just, just kept on collecting. I never lost sight of Transformers. I was always collecting Transformers. When the movie lines came out, um, I bought all the Revenge of the Fallen stuff, all the original Transformers stuff. And I just kept all that stuff on card, in box, 
you know, just wall lining my walls with all this stuff, you know, thumbtacks, you know, I was just doing the thumbtack thing. I had like at one point I had, I think I had 14, maybe it was 16 detolfs, uh, just all lined up. Like it was just crazy. Um, but yeah, um, Voltron, I know I collected some Voltron sets, some of those, those Toynami Voltron sets, uh, Oh man, it was just, it was just nuts. And then I finally got, I got a Grand Maximus. And then that was like, that was like my most expensive purchase. Uh, and that was, I think that was, uh, I'm trying to think when that was, that was probably, that was probably about maybe 2011, maybe when I bought Grand Max. And I think I still paid, I bought him from Japan and with the shipping and everything, it still ran me about seventeen hundred bucks for him, but that was in box, like it was open, but it was in box. The stickers weren't applied, um, and I actually, I think I do, I think I have a video of me selling that figure uh, still on my channel. But yeah, I mean that was, um, and I, I have had no, I, I I hate to say it, but I was like one of these people who doesn't really know anything about a character, you know, but just wanted to collect it because it was a, a grail. To, I, I want to be honest about this. Uh, this was a figure that was a grail to some people, and I wanted to be different. I wanted to have something that no one else has or is harder to obtain. So I would just save my money up and just dump all my money into this one figure, you know, Um so yeah, it, it's it's it was just kind of crazy. And I I don't know if I mean that is definitely a you know another conversation that you know have have you ever you know have you ever tried to be different and and you know save up a whole bunch of money and you know just buy a crazy expensive figure just to be more unique, just to kind of and the the craziest part about all this guys is yeah I had. Uh, I had my YouTube channel, but I never did any really reviews on there. It was just, I think I started my channel in like 2013 and I never really did any reviews. I was literally using my YouTube channel to sell my stuff. So I was, I was like selling like Thundercats and, and selling my game systems. Cause that was another thing. I collected game systems, like vintage game systems. I don't even like playing video games, but I liked the idea of collecting uh, boxed systems. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't play games, but it's just like a collection kind of a thing. And then, you know, the, uh, masterpiece transformers I, out of hand, you know, just buying all the variants just because there's a number on the box and I have this OCD where I need to have a complete collection of something. So it just, you know, Roger talks about getting out of hand. I definitely feel that same, it, it, it can get out of hand and it can become a problem. And you, you literally just have to do exactly what Roger said and just start selling it. Like if it gets to that point, you just have to just say, you know what? I'm collecting way too much stuff. I don't need to collect all this stuff. I need to get a little bit of control here. And for me, it was easier because I do have that completest mentality. So once I start selling something, I have to sell the whole set. I got to get rid of it um, just to kind of break the cycle. So, yeah, um, that's basically it. And then after Hot Toys, I got into statues. 
And, you know, once again, I don't, I don't even read the comics. I don't read comics, but <laughs> I appreciate, like, I appreciate art. Like I appreciate, you know, someone took time to, you know, digitally sculpt this or hand sculpted it and then, you know, cast it and then sell it. You know, I mean, I, I appreciate all that. Like I started buying like, you know, the easy stuff, which was just going to sideshow and basically, you know, buying the, the premium format statues that were like four or 500 bucks. And then I got into, you know, there, there's third party statue makers that have these crazy like works of art that are unlicensed. So I got into that and, um, and then I started ordering stuff from Singapore sight unseen, like just <laughs> sending people money, you know, 1200, just send 1200 out, like PayPal, $1,200 to someone. And then next year you might get something in the mail, you know? And like, it's just, it's just, it's just really crazy. And so, yeah, I mean, and now I'm, I, I'm into robots. I, now I have something that was from my childhood that is, you know, near and dear to my heart. And I'm, you know, I, I love mechanics. Like me and Roger would get along really good. Cause I'm very hands-on, very mechanical. I love cars. I mean, you know, hydraulics, all that stuff. Like that's all stuff that I did in my past and I still do today. And, you know, like I said, this whole, you know, rock flare explosion, showbiz pizza place. This is like, this is near and dear to my heart, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it allows me to make that nostalgia connection. It allows me to make that mechanical, that engineering, that, you know, all of the, all the things that, you know, still, you know, the, the collecting aspect of it where, you know, there's certain, certain parts or certain costumes that you have to collect to, you know, to, to get these, you know, to, to restore your character, you know, it's all part of it. Um, so, yeah. So like I said, in the beginning of the show, you know, I think we all, we all collect and we're always going to have that collecting, you know, we're all, we're born collectors. We're always going to have that collecting thing in our hearts and it's never going to go away. And, you know, no matter what you collect, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's going to be there. And that that's, that's basically it. It's been a crazy, a crazy ride for me. I have been pulling back more, um, you know, as far as, you know, uh, engagement and stuff. Um, I am feeling, you know, like sometimes I do feel like, um, kind of like a pressure to be more involved, you know, uh, main, you know, because I am on the show. Um, but I'm, I, I am pulling back. I'm, I'm selling, I'm still selling, uh, you know, uh, my collection. And, uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. That's, that's about it. Hell yeah. Oh God. I love it. It, it just, all of this is just giving me goosebumps because, you know, I, I know a lot of you on the side and we talk about things on the side and, and just kind of hearing everything evolve. I, I absolutely love it. And, um, I get. I guess just real quickly for my collecting, uh, if you haven't noticed, this is going to be a long show, and if people need to drop off, everybody, please feel free to drop off. But uh, 
my collecting, like I say, 2008 was the Wild Wild West for me. I was, I was thinking I was going to be the next Big Bad Toy Store or the next Brian's Toys or whatever. And, and got a, got a real quick, uh, you know, as soon as I was able to start buying things wholesale, then I, I saw how you can't make any money on modern toys. I mean, none of these, a big bad toy store can make money on modern toys by selling a thousand different modern toys and selling anywhere from 50 to 100 of those modern toys. That's how you make money. You can't make money just saying, Oh, I'm going to order all the GI Joe classifieds. I'm going to order 10 cases and I'm going to sell them off. Um, those you may be able to make your money back on, but most things you're not going to make your money back on. So my, my toy collection has just exploded. Um, I am, I'm extremely lucky that I have an oversized garage. I, I built, I built a shed in our backyard. I have my room. I have a back room. I have a laundry room where I can just shove all of this shit to. Um, so I've, I've been extremely lucky in that point that anything I've wanted to collect, I've collected. And I don't know where the fuck it is. I mean, there's things that Lotus has wanted. There's things that the AAA has wanted. And I'm like, I have that. I have an extra one. I know I have an extra one. But it, if I ever find that, I, maybe, maybe in 10 years, I'll find it and be like, oh, AAA, did you still need this? And <laughs> do you still want this? You know, it, it's ridiculous. Um, even as we look at, I mean, you see this fucking, I mean, this is a clusterfuck. I can't even move my laptop well. I mean, it is just literally, oh shit, now I'm unplugging shit. Um, but it's just literally boxes upon boxes upon boxes. So in 2008, I was, I was fucking, I was doing nothing. I mean, I was buying a toy here and there. I started going on toy runs, that kind of shit. And and it just got to this point where it's like, I'm going to do this professionally, blah, 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 and never ended up doing it professionally. Um, still behind everybody else, probably in this entire group on uh, selling stuff, even though, you know, I've, I've had some bursts when I needed some money during unemployment. I sold 3000 in a month. I need, I sold 2000 this month, that kind of stuff. But a lot of that was things I bought on my wholesale account, like masterpiece hound or something like that, where I'm not making 3000. I'm barely breaking even. I, I, I'm just not losing money. And, and I can say, luckily, in my toy selling career, I haven't lost money, at least. Um, Just to interrupt for a second. Like, it's not uh -huh. when you're selling. It's not always about break or making money or like breaking even. It's some of it's just like 
getting rid of stuff. Like you're not always going to make money on what you sell. And mm-hmm. all of us need to, all of us who sold our stuff realize that like, as you're selling it, you're like, yeah, I paid X amount of dollars for this, but the money that I'm getting back now <laughs> makes more sense than what I paid for it before. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I need to learn. And, and luckily just because of what I've sold, I have purposely sold things that I know I will make money on. I have yet to purposely sell things that I know I'm going to lose money on. And that's that big collection I bought on the last show. Now it's been a couple weeks. Um, Yeah. I just know I'm going to have to sell 10 figures for $10. And that's just what's going to happen. But there's going to be comic packs that, you know, if you break it out across, I paid five bucks for and and they're going to sell for a hundred, you know, and that's, that's that kind of lucky thing that hopefully I'll be able to achieve. But I mean, it, it's tough. My collecting, I have implemented so many restrictions on myself. Like I don't buy anything vintage that I didn't want it as a kid isn't a subgroup or isn't a snow group. Okay. And, and it seems like, Oh, okay. Well, you don't have very much to buy. Well, the fuck I don't, I remember a lot as a kid, you know, I remember a lot of figures that I want to have because I remember it as a kid, you know, there's a whole lot of snow shit. There's a whole lot of Python patrol. There's a whole lot of tiger force. And then the more, the more you get into this hobby, then you find out, oh, there's a UK Tiger Force that each <laughs> figure costs $400 loose if you're lucky to find it, you know? And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. It, it, it doesn't seem like it ever ends. And in the meanwhile, now we're having Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 8-bit drops and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon drops and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie drops. Like, it it just doesn't ever stop. And this is, like, the thing I've been battling with myself from day one is how does it stop? Where does it stop? When do you stop? And And how do you go about that being my whole life, I've been like, fuck scalpers, fuck, you know, fuck these people that just buy shit to sell shit. I've been buying shit from day one to sell shit. When I found, you know, a Macquarie Vader back in 2008, I bought the other Macquarie Vader that I found at the same time. What was that to open? No, it was because I was like, this is hard to find and I bought it and I'm going to sell it. And eventually just got packed away. So it's one of those, uh, it's one of those tough things. Like, what do you do? And, and I love that everybody on this podcast has answered that. Everybody has said, you just fucking do it. You don't, you, you don't say, Oh, I remember that I was on vacation. I found that in Arizona, blah, blah, blah. You just fucking sell it and you're, and you may make the money you, you spent on it, or you may not, or you may make 10 times the money. Who 
who knows but can i can i say something here yeah so um you know i i literally i i I just saw micro machines coming back and I, I saw them at target over the, this past weekend. And I, I had that moment because I micro machines was, was a big deal. Like I, you know, transformers a big deal, but micro machines definitely was something that I had as a kid. And, you know, when I saw that on the shelf, I like, I didn't even know micro machines was back. And when I saw those, you know, that, that first wave, um, I was just like, okay. I mean, I literally, I had in my hand, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do this. You know, it, it's, it fits with my, this idea of having these world's smallest transformers and, and all this tiny stuff. And I'm like, oh, micro machines. But then I'm like, in my back of my head, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to open them. So now I'm going to have big, you know, they're not big cards, but so I just, I, I just I, I I put them back, you know, and I, I I told myself I'm like I'm trying to get out of all this, and I think that's what you have to do, you know. You 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 just have to step back and and think really think before you you know before you you jump right in to a, to a line, you know. Well, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think you gotta you gotta consider what your end goal in all of this. You know, so yeah, it's 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 just one of those things. I'm like, uh, everything I touch, I'm just like, is that going to be my new sickness? Is that going to be my new addiction? You know, I think Roger, but Roger is right in regards to it becomes easier to sell things once you start really making a big dent in your collection. You have to get to a point. There's a point where you will start selling things and you'll like, if you want to make a decision to literally focus and, you know, just change your whole collecting mentality and say, okay, I'm just going to collect world's smallest transformers and that's it. You will, it'll be hard at first to start selling things. It was hard for me. It's going to be hard to start selling things, but then you'll get to a point where you'll sell so many, uh, so much of your collection. And, you know, like I said, I'm big into display cases. So display cases really help organize and focus. It, it really helps to bring light to what is important in your collection is to have display cases. That's why I'm so big on there. Like what, even if you just line your walls with Billy bookcases for 60 bucks a piece, it just really makes a difference because it puts that stuff right out in the open and, and you can focus on it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm right with Roger. So, I mean, if, if you ever made that decision, you know, if you ever made the decision to really focus on something that's really near and dear to your heart, or it's just a really cool collection that you want to just, you know, continue to have or continue to collect, that's what you really have to do is you really have to go in there you will lose money, so you have to put that also aside. Uh, I've I've lost a, a lot of money uh, doing this, you know, all these sales. Um, but I, I I do have a peacefulness um, now. I, I don't feel compelled to buy things, and like I said, I I I have these moments, just like with the micro machines that 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 happened to me. That you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And then I think back to all of the hard work that I just went through and all the money that I lost selling stuff. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, 
you you really have to think about things and you do have to put your emotions aside which that's the problem with all of us is we are just so nostalgically connected to all of this stuff and like i would love to see like chemically like i would love to see chemically what happens to my brain when i saw those micro machines like i i would like to see like how many synapses are 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 kicking off like what is happening right now because i know that there's a chemical thing there there has to be yeah. there there's something there's endorphins there's something that's going on it's making me and in that shit yeah it's it's like a drug you know so yeah like a heroin addict probably has the same endorphin burst as we I do want, like i wonder toys. like i wonder if that is what is yeah exactly it has to be something really powerful because it yes. made me made me pick those figures off the shelf and and put them into my you know put them in my hands and and i i i, I looked at the best cards i i was i was set to buy that first wave they can i three. Uh, can yeah. i suggest one thing um for those of you who Really, if you're truly ready to stop, I mean, I, to me, I, I'm actually opposite of all you guys. I'm an experiencer. I want to live through this until I die. So, but if you really want to stop, it's actually really simple, really. When you go to the grocery shop, don't go into the toy section. If you're on Facebook, don't join any of the toy groups. You're a ban out of everything. You have no clue what's going on in the world. What you have is whatever you got left on your shelves. And you're going to look at this stuff. Every day and night. This is the only thing you have. You're going to start maybe either one, enjoy this stuff, or you just, I'm getting sick of looking at this stuff. Now, your your addiction is literally, I, w- I wouldn't say kaput. You just need another addiction. Maybe you'll go watch sport or do something else. And that's going to carry you over. And you got a new different thing because you can't go back to toys anymore because you have no idea what's going on in the world. So social media is pushing us, and the toy section is also. So if you can stop going online, looking at toys or websites, and what's new, what's fresh, what's coming out, I think you're in a good place. <laughs> or you know, go, or going over to eBay, you know, it's like, hey, I reminisce. I used to have this one figure. It's like in the '80s. I gotta look for this. Don't look for anything. I don't think there's <laughs> any. I don't think there's any way for any of us to to do that. I, yeah, I, I just don't think that that's, that's even. Which, that's which is not which any is, of us. Yeah, which is why I chose to live forward. Like I, this is me. I'm not going to stop. I I live with this. I know this is not going to happen. I'm in fact I'm gonna go full force on it. <laughs> so when I do full force on it, I know I don't have the space. So I look at one thing's coming in. Something need the space. Some one of you's gotta go. <laughs> so you gotta go. I need that spot. So that's how I move things and in and out. So because I need the space and uh, and it never gets to the point where it's kind of looking like the wall that you got back there, slick. <laughs> so 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 let's 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 change the change it up a little bit. So what if you had the space and you had unlimited money? What would you do? Oh, by all. <laughs> okay, well then there you go. You would just but, then it, 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 yeah. But so. but but um but I don't I don't have the amount of space. So and uh, the reality is it's not what if it's what is it now to me? It I can't say what if anything can happen. I mean I 
what if I win a million dollars? What if there's so many what ifs? No, I, I guess what uh, I'm just trying to say is mm-hmm. at, at our hearts, our in our deep cores, we're all the same. We are we're all the same. We are collectors right. at heart, and no matter what, no matter how we justify how to either leave the hobby or slim down the hobby or focus on something, we're we're all the same. We just yeah. all have different methods. You know, for me, it's put put you know i put it in my hands and i walk around holding these things you know that you know mm-hmm. and then i i just have to think you know yeah so. right right yeah but i still take pictures i take pictures of everything i could never <laughs> give up i could never give up going to the t- going to the toy aisle never 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 mm-hmm. never i i don't buy I still enjoy taking pictures of stuff and posting it to the group and, you know, just show, show what's there. I mean, whether mm-hmm. it's a new board game or a, you know, whatever, it could be a watermelon slicer that I, that I, that I, saw <laughs> one day. I, uh, I kept a database of pictures, all the thing I sold. And like, I think every two years I go into that database just to look at all the pictures that I, Oh, oh I had too. these toys. Me too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like I have to constantly remind myself, like, not to start recollecting again. Nope. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jeremy in the group here, Splank is key. Sadly, lots of shit time and divorce. Um, but he loves small collections he has. Also, makes it easier for the S line, is dead. For example, uh, Dino Rider Dick Tracy. So um, there, him and his uh, and his significant other, their big thing is pops right now. Like they have taught me more about pops than I I ever wanted to know about. Pops. <laughs> but I mean, it's really interesting, and and I agree. Like you know, Peter, you talk about what you see behind me. This is. 1.5%. Oh, 5%. Uh, easy. Believe it, man. I've I've seen and heard <laughs> the stories of this place. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous and and it's like you say it's just because I have the space. Mm-hmm. I've had the space so I've expanded into it ad nauseum. It's, but let, let's let's put, let's put ready to divorce me. But let's put that in perspective. It's not because you have the space. There's a lot of people in this world or maybe people on this podcast that have the space to display whatever they want. Oh, I see. So I I don't I don't want you. You shouldn't really say it's the space. There's something there's something wrong with all of us that we have to collect. (laughs) That's just the truth. Don't don't deny it. I am acknowledging that I have a problem. (laughs) Oh, me too. I I, I, I was addicted to plastic for a long time, and it was hard to get rid of that plastic. And Cliff has the most willpower out of all of us, in my mm-hmm. opinion, whether it's come down to selling stuff or whatever. But it, when it comes to substance, like, because I'm not just addicted to these toys. I'm addicted to marijuana. I'm addicted to alcohol. I'm addicted <laughs> to tobacco. I'm addicted to red meat. I'm, a, you know, like I have all of these addictions that as a 44-year-old male, I know is not healthy for me, whether it be you know, my my body health or my material wealth or my my marriage. But yet it it seems like all of it trumps this shit. 
Like, I still have all this shit. I'm still smoking weed. I'm still smoking cigarettes. I still drink. And so, no, I, I'm with you, Lotus. Like, it's a fucking addiction, and I'm one of the worst examples. No, Jason, you just have your priorities set properly. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck my kid's retirement. (laughs) Yeah, you see this vintage toy right here? That's your retirement. (laughs) But hey, guys, I'm going to drop off only because my my internet's lagging big time. I think my son must be playing a game and my wife's watching something. I'm just going to drop off and say it was great to talk to all you guys, and uh, I'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you later, Rock. Peace. Have a good night, guys. All right. Hey, Lotus. What's up? I can I can directly address the question you were just pontificating. If it's similar to an addict, Uh, as I've it made no secret here on this podcast, I am a recovering heroin addict. I've been clean for almost twelve years. There is literally no difference than the satisfaction of scoring dope or picking up a toy you've been hunting. They okay. feel the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what I kind of. So figured that's because... what I do now. It's healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's just no. like uh, when you're um when you're in your deepest when you're when it's bad, and you get like let's say I pick up five bags, okay, that's probably going to last me two days. The minute I get home with those five bags, I'm like, all right, when am I going to get the next five? Yeah, you know, it's the same way. It's like, oh, I just picked up Duke. G.I. Joe classified Duke. Great. When when's Destro coming? Right. You know? Right. Yep. So it's I, I would imagine that we're all pretty similar in that. Yep. Uh, but yeah. it's 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 identical as someone who's experienced both. Not to get too yeah. serious, not to right, get too right, dark, right. but it's 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 very similar. You are correct in that assumption. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I've always figured. Like I said, like the I haven't had that happened to me in a while and when the, when i saw those micro machines i was like holy crap like for one i didn't even know they were there they i didn't even know they were coming out and number two they they replicated the packaging so they have the micro they replicated basically everything and they even have some play sets um like i was just like wow there's a full toy line here that i i had a lot of these as a kid i, I had more micro machines than i had transformers and you know, like the the thing was, is my, like micro machines was never even on my radar. It was never, it was, I, I had no interest in even collecting micro machines until I saw them in the store. So something chemically happened to me that day, this past Saturday that I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like this is like, it was, it was enough of a draw for me to, to grab them. You know, it was only three packs. I would have just collected the cars and it was, you know, wave one just had the three packs, but I, I had them all in my hand. I I made sure I got the mintiest cards out of all of them. And um, I was I was ready to purchase them, you know. Like, I haven't went on a toy hunt in a long time. And I'm assuming you guys still do this. I miss the hunt. I miss going like store to store to store looking for that elite guy or elite figure you're looking for. But I also get the same feeling when I'm out in a scrapyard looking through cars and finding car parts. Mm-hmm. I get that exact same, like, you know, that thrill and that, and that adrenaline rush of, of finding that part or that car that I'm trying to salvage off of. Yeah. 
so you know it's you, it never really goes away like it never goes away no. you just focus it on different things yeah lotus i got a question yeah what if you saw those um micro machine cards and you purchase them but you know you have a 90 days window to return them so you just put them on the shelf for 90 days and just return right. them and you got your satisfaction and- i've 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 thought about that but the uh-huh. scary part the scary part with me is i do have this mentality of wanting a complete collection so if i make a decision to collect micro machines and i make a decision to collect all of the blister packs anything that's on card essentially not the vehicles just everything that's on card that to me is a collection of things and the problem is is i would buy that first wave of three and then i would see more and then buy the next and and be, be, I, I think I think what would happen is I end up just saying, you know what, it wasn't, you know, they were they were six ninety nine for each pack, so you know it wasn't too bad, uh, you know, to to get into the line and the packaging looks cool and stuff. And I I just feel I would never return them. Like I feel mm-hmm. I would keep them past the return date, and then I would be into this line kind of thing, you know, mm. especially like especially if I would no longer, if I wouldn't see wave one when I was, you know, looking for wave two or whatever, I, it would just take me down a rabbit hole. And that's why I've been so scared with Lego. Everyone j- jokes about Lego with me, but I'm super scared to buy any of those architecture sets or the Nintendo set that just, you know, that they just showed. And I, I, I found, um, I posted everything in the group um, on Saturday when I was there I, I found all of the n- new Nintendo Lego sets, which are phenomenal. Like I'm talking about the whole thing that was, they, they, they were street dated for August 1st. And I was there on Saturday, which yeah, Saturday, Sunday was August 1st. So, um, or no, no, it's say August 1st, or August 2nd. Saturday was Saturday. Yeah, was yeah. Okay. So it was, it was street dated for, okay. So yeah. But I mean, like I, once again, I mean, it's just, it's just very it's a very cool world that they're trying to get you involved with and you know if you buy the starter set you know you've got the you've got the little digital mario who plays you know he plays music and has the lcd on his chest and then you can take that mario and put it on the that that uh that 200 dollars set the tv and then because you know the 200 hour set doesn't come with the mario you know you have to buy the starter set so what nintendo wants you to do is they want you to to get into the retail you know the retail sets and then they also want you to get you in the collector sets and before you know it i'm gonna have this whole mario freaking world you know and it it just gets out of hand with me you know so i i can't do it i can't start i can't buy just one you know like a potato chip (laughs) exactly well uh so let's uh we're 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 going on here uh we're gonna skip vintage versus modern but uh what's you got what has you excited cliff right now NECA I just I think it's I just love everything NECA does. I love that they're making, it's kind of this weird thing that they're, they're making realistic figures, versions of things that I had as a kid. Like I had Kenner's Terminator figures. Now I'm getting like, oh, now I'm getting a, a real Arnold Terminator. And it's like, 
but sometimes it it makes me miss like the toy versions of those characters. Sometimes I like an action figure based on a movie that's just ridiculous. He's got a cannon arm. Um, you know, it's uh, I like toys. Sometimes a toy should be a toy, but but everything NECA does is awesome. And I was just so excited when they put that Toka and Razar on a one week pre order. I saw that. That thing looks epic. I, I I purchased it. I went on. I'm in Illinois, so it went up on sale for me at 11 a, 11 p.m. that night, and I had it in my cart and purchased by 11:02. I was <laughs> I was like, I do not want to forget. It's only a week. I'm just going to do it now because he posted it. I think those figures look dope, and I just I just love everything they're doing right now. Just it's cool. Well, and, and here's my sickness with the with that two pack is. The shipping was the same on one pack versus two pack. So, <laughs> you bought two. Pack. You bought two. Yeah, I bought two of them. <laughs> so, even though all I want is the fucking snapping turtle, let me, I don't let care me ask about you. The wolf, so. Let me ask you a question, Jason. So, what if what if you had unlimited money and unlimited space? Would, it, would, would that change your collecting? Like, would that change the, you know, just like you said, you just bought two just to save on shipping. What, what if you didn't have to save on shipping? Like, would that change the, uh, would that let, allow you to focus a little bit more? Yes, it would. Okay. Like if I, if I didn't give a shit whether. Yeah, let's say you won the lottery and, and you, you had no. money is not an object anymore. You know? So the, the first thing that I would do is build, I mean, and this is what I've always been collecting towards is building a museum. Right. If I could, if I could get a brick and mortar, 10,000 square foot space, um, I would display everything and let people come in and see it. You okay. know, if I never had to make any money. Right. But you wouldn't buy multiple. So if it, you didn't have to make exactly. money, you wouldn't buy multiple figures to save on shipping or any of that stuff. Right. No, no gotcha. No. I, I, I bought multiples of that because just like the fucking super seven pre-orders, once they get delivered and people are posting pictures of it, people get all excited and they're like, where can I get one of these? And then they pay twice as much. And and that is literally what I'll hold that second pack for. Unless somebody in our group or somebody in the podcast says, Hey, I I would really love to get that. Then I'll sell it to them for cost. You know, that it's the same thing with Roger. I bought two cases of the classified figures and just speculating, hey, they'll probably be pretty popular. Roger wants a set of them. He'll get them at my cost, which is even below what people are paying at retail right now. You Have know? you got the, the Target stuff yet? No, no, I haven't gotten that. I've, I've, I got you a roadblock, and then, uh, Peter, you picked up a beachhead for me, right? Um, it was Shane. Oh, it was Shane. Sorry, Shane. Yes. Shane, my local guy. Got Shout me. out, Shane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, big props, Shane. That that beachhead is for you, Roger, because I don't need the beachhead. But yeah. I'll say, hey, what do you need? And I'll say this. All I want is the Cobra Trooper and the Baroness from that wave. So anything beyond one of each for me will go to you, you know? And that's, that's kind of how I roll is... I'll buy duplicates of everything, but if somebody that I know or knows me from the podcast 
wants that at cost, they're going to get it at cost, you know? So, but to answer your question, Lotus, if it, if money wasn't an issue, no, I would buy one of each thing, maybe two of each thing. If I wanted to display one in packaging, but for the most part, I would open it up and then at 10,000 foot museum, it would get displayed in some diorama like Bobby's mm-hmm. face is doing. Right, right. You know, if I didn't have to worry about time, then I would build dioramas like he's doing, mm-hmm. you know, but okay. I don't have the time or the money to do either of that. All I can do is order something and stack it up behind me, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you uh, wouldn't, and you, you wouldn't have to worry oh. about, you know, like the FOMO, you wouldn't have to worry about that anymore. Right. Cause you would have yeah. unlimited, unlimited money and you could spend, do you think you could ever break, you know, the, the, the cycle of, you know, getting a good deal. Do you, th- I guess the question is really for any of us, like if, if we were all like, you know, we all won the lottery or, or you know, whatever and had unlimited funds, would, would that, would that change the way we collect, you know, or what, what would, I wonder what would, what that would be for us, you know? No, that's an amazing discussion point. And yeah. let's, let's roll let's with that. Save uh, that. Uh, no, no. Oh, you wanna, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Fuck it. We, I mean, it's all about discussions. Um, I would love more than anything in life to go to a grocery store, especially something like Whole Foods, and be like, I'm in the mood for crab. I'm going to pay 28 pounds or $28 a pound for Alaskan king crab right? because right. I want to have it instead of buying trans ocean fucking right. crab, you know, but until I'm at that point, I'll do that. But if I were to have that money, that serotonin hit wouldn't be there anymore because I don't have to care about it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like I, I wonder buying the cheapest beer in the store, I'll buy the beer that I want because I don't have to worry about it. But for right now, while I'm on a budget, whether it's a budget unemployment budget or a budget of, Hey, I'm a web developer and I make a pretty good living. I either way, I'm still going to get a serotonin hit from saving 75 cents on a PBR Mm -hmm. as opposed to buying a Corona. You know, I'm still going to get that same little, like little hit in the back of my mind. Like, Oh, I would love to have that beer, but I bought this beer instead and I feel good about it. You know? So hmm. no, I, I, I appreciate that. Interesting. And, and so Cliff, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I don't, I don't know if I, I, I enjoy getting a deal. I like finding, I like collecting toys that I had as a kid that aren't really expensive. Like I've been piecemealing a uh, vintage star Wars collection for years <laughs> Just because I, I like it when I find a one for a good price, and I have a, a living document on my Chromebook I, that's on my phone that's on all my devices that I just kind of x them off as I get them. You know, I got I just I was at Walmart. I got the the Han Hoth retro figure because, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, that's a retro Han Hoth figure. That's good enough. Yeah, you know, it's like that's I just want to have a collection of vintage toys. I got a repro yak face for like 50 bucks. And I'm like, Oh, this is beautiful. It looks like a yak face. 
I you can't tell the difference. I know it's not the original one, but it's cool. <laughs> I don't know if if I had five hundred dollars to blow on a yak face, if I'd still do it. Yeah. I like the just say the yeah, kind of like Slick said. I like saving. You know, I was I've been collecting. Yeah. You know, Batman the animated series figures because they're they're really not expensive. I mean. They're about comparable. A 1993 action figure from Kenner is about comparable to a modern Hasbro Marvel Legend, and I'd much rather have the the, the vintage Batman figure. It's cooler to me because it's, it's what I had was a kid. I don't know how kids play with Marvel Legends. I have a handful of Marvel Legends. I think they're cool. I like displaying them, but I don't know how a child plays with it. Well, and we got so goddamn joints. Kids are playing with these things, right? Like their yeah, uncle, like, I don't know how you would Spider Man figure, like oh, 20 bucks that seems like a lot, but whatever. They're buying them that Marvel Legends figure, but the kid doesn't give a fuck whether it's 20 bucks or a five point, you know, six dollar figure. I mean, that's the whole thing is kids aren't buying toys anymore. I mean, they they may. I mean, my daughter buys LOLs and this kind of shit, and I'm sure boys have their equivalent of blind bags and all that kind of shit. But a a fucking nine-year-old kid with his fucking, his birthday money in hand is not buying a Marvel Legends. They're not buying a Black Series figure. You know, they're not fucking doing that. They're buying Air Jordans and... A new iPad and the next app and and some some Robux and Fortnite skin. That's my daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, my buddy, my buddy from work, his kid, he gets birthday money. He immediately pumps it into Fortnite skins. Like, it's okay. Like that. That's what that was. I got a little bit of purchase. I was like, "We're going to Toys R Us. That, this is three GI Joes with sales tax. Let's go." <laughs> I, I wonder, you know, that's a that's another good topic there. I, I really wonder what's going to happen with kids when they, let's say, you know, kids now that are just so used to digital currency and and buying things online. I wonder what the their the forty year old version of that kid is going to like. I wonder what's going to happen. Like, is it a is it a is it very easy for, cause it's easy for people to spend money when it's not physically in their hand. And, you know, as we move out of actually having cash, you know, I'm sure one day there is, there's not going to be physical currency anymore. It's probably just going to be all digital, you know? And so I just wonder if that's going to cause more debt or, you know, it, it's just, it's really interesting to think. Cause like you said, kids aren't, kids are playing games, you know, they're gamers, you know, they're, they're living the digital currency. They're buying virtual goods. They're living in those worlds, you know? So I, don't know, I just wonder what's going to happen when they, uh, when they actually grow up. <laughs> well, so what about you, triple uh, a, that's a good question that Lotus proposed um, hey, endless money, endless space. Unlimited, right? You were just saying like unlimited. Okay. So, um, just to let you know, like, uh, I want to start a little something I collect, which is a vintage collection line, and they were all meant to be bought and open and play with. Okay, and there, I was, I was gonna do like what everybody wanted to do, make a little diagram, 
diorama and then take awesome pictures with it. And um, since I was working two jobs, you know, time flies. And then I'd start going back to my figures and going, hey, it's been sitting here for like seven, maybe seven, not seven years, probably five years or so. I wonder how much it's worth. Now money is coming into play. I was like, <laughs> then I look on eBay. I was like, oh my God, this thing is like $275. This figure I bought for like 12 bucks or 10. That now becomes money is more important now. Like I can get an, a soul Jagogen for with this one toy. So <laughs> money comes into play where I'm not willing to open this now. Now I want the money. So, with that said, if I have unlimited money, I didn't care. Oh my god, I'll dig into all my collection and intend to do what is supposed to be do, uh, supposed to be do, uh, doing with them to make diorama and to do all the things I wanted to do. But because of money, I'm not. It was intended to open at once. That is no longer to serve that purpose. Is now is being served to fund. Things that's coming out, the next SDCC exclusive, the whatever, whatever it's coming out from Hasbro. So, another sense, if I have unlimited my money, boy, oh man, I mean, I would, the craziest thing I would do, I would buy all the mint unbox mass toys online and just rip them open, all of them. <laughs> I'll buy all of those and go, like, hey, I didn't live through, I mean, I live. At that air what I had mass, but I didn't have the whole collection. I want to, I want the whole collection and make a whole scene out of this. And then when I'm done, I'll be like, let's see what else I can do next. I'm gonna find a flag in box at like an 85 graded. At least I'll break through that that grading seal and just open it up. I just. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would do with the money. I just, you know, I so, hey, talk about we're living your childhood, right? I'm doing yeah. it now that I couldn't. <laughs> so I want to, you know, use that money to do that. And uh, I, I wouldn't buy like a Lamborghini or with it or anything crazy exotic car because they're so expensive. Doing the maintenance is $1,800, you know? It's just, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, you know? I'm like, not doing that. Um, my friend has a, uh, a Ferrari. He said he wants to live his dream. He made enough money, bought a used um, Ferrari, F whatever, who, care, who cares. Um, and then he had it for two years, and he's just like, you know, I lived it. That's it. It's enough. It, it's it's taking a toll in his in his bank account. It's very expensive to maintain. Cars depreciate, da da da, and you know. But he he's glad he did it, and uh, and now he can move on with his life, you know. So. For that sense, I, yeah, I, I would do that. I would just like things I couldn't do in the past that I always money hindered. I would, yeah, I, I would make a lot of people upset. <laughs> just buy all these million box stuff and just live it. So your your mask yeah. example is a is a perfect point in all of this. So, um, so you'd buy all the masks. Now are you talking about the split seconds, like oh the, no no like from the very old yeah, like yeah. you got the thunderbolt so you right? remember yeah, yeah. Hawk, you would buy an entire series just because you had all the money in the world you'd buy things that you were nostalgic for right 
Yeah, um, I got that in boxes still. Yeah. <laughs> See, because like I'm so afraid. There it is. Yeah. I'm so afraid I got, of opening. I got long things. mask in in the driver's seat, and I got short mask in the passenger seat. <laughs> oh, I don't even know which one I have. I ha- I have one over here, but anyways, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, but um, like with uh, like with import toys, like. The the mo- the most modern engineer the most expensive you know we're looking at about seven hundred dollars for a um, DX Georgia Gokin Votus Five which is coming out this December that's seven you know roughly under seven hundred dollars that's not something I can't I can't I would never be able to experience it um, uh, like the sail barge I I wanted I wanted a friend near me who would open one of these so I can at least experience it. You know, if I couldn't get to own it, you know, something like that. I just, well, with the money, I can experience it. And I didn't even have to worry about selling it because I'll just give it to somebody who wants it, you know, because I got money coming up the wazoo. <laughs> right? So I, I think eventually, I don't know, would I get tired? I That's the question. Would I just go, man, I've done this. Can I walk away? It's like, <laughs> hmm. So I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Roger, what about you? Unlimited money, unlimited display space. Uh, I'd probably just buy back my collection that I sold already. <laughs> um, as the reference, like how I collected was basically what uh, AAA was saying. It's like I had a couple mass things when I was a kid. I bought all the all the mass stuff that I never had. And I had everything, like all up until the laser the laser command stuff. I had all that stuff. Wow. Just for the sake of having it because I never had it. Mm-hmm. Same with my G.I. Joe collection. Like, you know, I had the flag. I loved that thing because I knew people that had it, but I never had it as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, same with Transformers. Like I knew lots of kids who got like Omega Supreme and when that first thing came out, I had I had that as well. And I set it up and I was like experienced and living all that stuff. So for me, collecting, like, if I had unlimited money, I don't know what I would do with that because I'm over that now, right? Like, and had the, the space. Like, yeah, I would love to have all my old stuff back. That would be great and still be able to function normally as a person. But mm-hmm. in the end, like, my focuses have changed. I would just buy a big piece of property and have a bunch of burnt-out old cars sitting on it, rotting back into the ground. That, that, that to me, <laughs> would be you know, the thing and a bunch of old mini trucks sitting there, you know, turning themselves back inside out. <laughs> so, you know, my, my focuses have changed. Like I've, I've lived that, that thrill of collecting because I was at that point where I would just buy stuff till I had all of it. And then I'd be like, Oh, you know, I'm bored of it now because I have all of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the crazy thing too, right? Is uh, you know who who collected GI Joe from eighty two to two thousand four, three, or whenever it ended. Nobody collect, and I shouldn't say nobody. But I did. Nobody, you did. So, so you were collecting from eighty two to two thousand three. As yeah. Well, ninety four is when it f- first died, and when Sergeant Savage kind of swaps places. With I even him. had that stuff. I was I was yeah. bought that stuff too because it was GI Joe. I bought Sigma Six because it was GI Joe. I bought 
I had G.I. Joe Extreme. Yeah, I had G.I. Joe Extreme because it was G.I. Joe. I agree. Okay. I had a couple of those Screaming Eagle figures, but I didn't like the 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 body proportions were a little yeah strange. like their their legs were too long and and their yeah. torsos were too short. <laughs> okay, well I I take it back. I just figured there was nobody out there that collected from the start of a line to an end of a line or an end of a line break or that kind of thing. But um, I mean, it, yeah, I mean it, it's difficult to say when you have all the money in the world, what would you do? You know, like, I think all of us were, like all of us has said, we'd buy everything and and we would do with it what we would see fit. You know, AAA is going to, you know, do photography of everything. I'm just going to set it up on a shelf. You know, uh, Roger, you'll buy it back. Cliff, you'll fucking get the shit that you wanted. Um, Lotus, it, I guess you haven't answered. I would say you're probably the person that's invested the most in all of this. What would you do if you had unlimited money? You, in, in a lot of people's eyes and a lot of people's feelings, if they followed you through this podcast, it's felt like you have had unlimited money and unlimited space. So um, what, do you, what do you feel you would do? Yeah, I, I I don't know. There's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of components to this because you know, this goes back to you know, can you restrict yourself from spending money whether you should or shouldn't um to you know, to to collect a line. Uh, the interesting thing about me is throughout my whole entire collecting from, like I said, really hot and heavy in 2010, but, you know, really started collecting around 2007. Um, I, I never shared anything on any of the social media platforms or, you know, anything like that. So it, it's just really interesting when I look back at the pictures of the stuff that I owned and, and everything, um, I I don't know. I, I, like I said, I think for me, it just, uh, the addiction of wanting to buy something and wanting to have something that nobody else has, or, but there's always someone who has more than you, (laughs) because when I entered the statue world, you know, I, I you know, I've I was already desensitized of spending three hundred dollars. So with those Iron Man armors, I was already desensitized with spending three hundred dollars an Iron Man armor, you know, and so that wasn't a big deal. So three hundred bucks was nothing to me to buy an action figure. It was it, it desensitized me, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I hop into the statue where I'm like, okay, my first statue was five hundred bucks. I'm like, oh wow, that's almost two hot toys. So that's interesting, but let's try it out. I get the first statue and I'm like, oh my God, this thing is freaking amazing. This is a, this is, you know, I never posed my Iron Man anyway. So I'm like, holy crap, this is really cool. It's, it's sculpted. It had mixed media. So, you know, mixed media had some soft goods or those original sideshow pieces that I bought. And the sculpting was really cool. The dynamic pose, the base, like all this stuff. I'm like, 
wow, this is like something different, you know? And then I'm like, okay, so I bought a bunch of those at that $500 price point. I'm like, oh, well, there's something out, there's something out there at an $800 price point. And then I bought that and then I'm like, oh, well, those people buying Sideshow at 500 bucks, that's bullshit. You know, it's nothing, you know, it's 500 bucks is like five bucks, $5, you know, it's, you desensitize yourself as you, as you go down this addicted, this, this addiction rabbit hole, you just don't you don't pay attention, you know, you, you don't, you don't, you don't, I mean, I, st- I still have a list of everything I spent, but you, you, you literally, you're just desensitizing yourself as you go. So then, you know, you jump like my, my last few statues were over $3,000 each. That's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous to, 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 to I, it is stupid. It is purely stupid, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, and so I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I know that throughout this journey, I have lost more money than I ever should have with any of this stuff. I have a lot of knowledge now. I have a lot of street smarts. In regards to collecting, I see people, I'm still part of like statue communities and stuff, and I see their excitement. Um, I see what, what they're going through. Um, I have a, I have a close friend, Brian, uh, who's on the six scale scavenger podcast, which, you know, um, you know, he's, it, he's, he's the- my first taught toys. It, it, exactly right he actually yeah he persuaded yeah exactly so you're gonna have your first hot toys and it's because of that um but he's starting to buy statues now and it's it's a it's a thing where you know he he started to you know i i I told him i'm like just be careful don't just jump in and buy statues just to have statues you know because they're they're going to be harder to sell they're going to be you know they there's always going to be a better statue. So, you know, you, you can't, and then, you know, the space that they take up. And so I'm just trying to, I'm when I, when I was talking to him, you know, I, I gave him constructive criticism, criticism, and that's really how I laid it out. I said, listen, Brian, I'm going to give you some really hard facts here and you need to just, un, you know, take this is my experience and i don't want you to have a poor experience i want you to be you know i just want you to think of everything because whatever we collect it's always about our emotions it's always about this chemical that's in our brain that's making us buy this stuff you know and you you want to make good good decisions but when you're collecting you really can't make good decisions you're not making smart decisions you're you're making decisions based upon this nostalgia or the or or the, the feeling of being part of community. I'll be honest with you. I I have probably collected more because I was, I've been on this podcast, you know, um, you know, and the, 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 the social aspect of, of collecting and just being part of a community, that is also something that constantly drives you to, to want to, be able to give your comments or your input on something, you know? Um, so all of this, it all, it all goes into it. But I, I think that if I had unlimited money, 
I think I would still try to get the best deal for whatever it was. So if the item was $1,000 retail, I would still want to try to get it for, you know, $700. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I would still want to try to get a deal, even if I had unlimited money. And I don't know, maybe that would change because none of us know what that feels like. We're, you know, not, none of us, none of us know that. So, um, but uh, I think I, I know, I know for a fact that for me, I would have no interest in, I don't want to go backwards. So I have, I have collected G1 transfer transformers open. I've collected them sealed. I, I have collected retail transformers open and sealed. I've collected hot toys. I've collected statues and I, I have a nice collection that's curated right now. Um, and I just, I don't feel that I would want to have the urge if I had unlimited money to go back and buy any of that stuff over again. I have a very nice, I have photos of everything that I bought on day one. I have photos of it being in my display shelves. I have photos of when I sold it and and I have that those photos backed up multiple times on multiple hard drives. And, and those photos are very important to me because you know, photos have, they have dates on them and it just shows you it's, it's my life in collecting. It is, it is, it, it, it's, it's my history of what I have gone through throughout these years. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how exactly answer. Hopefully I answered it well enough, but I, I don't, I don't think having unlimited funds would cause me to do anything crazy and, and go back and recollect stuff that I sold and and that's it. I think I've I have check marked these boxes in my head of things that I've remembers a childhood. I think like like Roger, like Peter, like everyone said on the on the cast that you want to experience this stuff even if you didn't have it as a kid. You and and you have experienced it. You have experienced being a mitten box G1 collector. I have had $1000 figures that are a thousand dollars sealed i have done the afa thing i have done afa sealed g1 figures over a thousand dollars uh it, it's i i've i've done it i i don't i don't feel an urge to do that again so yeah and i think that's a a big thing right is if if you haven't ever done it yet that's probably high on your yes, list i I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and having unlimited money would definitely allow that or just having a credit card that has a high limit as well. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you could do it either way. Uh I don't I wouldn't condone that behavior, but you know, um you know, that is something that uh you know, some people could could engage in it as well, you know. So well. I mean, that's what's going on right now, right? Is people fucking the collecting experience right now is a boon. Like, shit is going for twice what it went a year ago, you know. And and because whether that's they're getting a government stipend or some extra mm-hmm. deployment or have some time on their hands, whatever it might be, like. It, it's going crazy right now and and please don't base your your expenses your your uh 
your decisions to buy on the market right now. This is this is a bubble for collecting, whether people feel it is or not, but it is definitely a bubble for collecting right now. And don't invest your twelve hundred dollar government checks into into action figures and shit because it's all gonna die down real quick as we've seen the GDP go down 30% in one quarter. So unless you want to spend that money, cause it is fun to spend money, obviously <laughs> hey, I'm right there. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's I'm telling everybody not to. Uh, <laughs> so is this a thing about the hot toys? Like you don't make your money back on those things, right? You do. Yeah. You, you can actually make more money. And if you, if you're, if you're, if you're the kind of person that's willing to part it out, you can actually make more money. If you get the figure right away and you part it out, you can actually make more money parting, parting it out. Because I um, made nothing on my hot toys. I actually took a loss on everything I sold. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy right now. The I think, I'm still I think part it's of timing. Yeah it, might, might, yeah, it might be timing because a lot of these figures are – are you know i'm talking about figures that you know sold out or or the pre-order sold out and then um you know the, the the wait lists are all full all that stuff like you know it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy like i said i'm 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 very connected to that community still and um yeah it, as of right now at least just like jason says as of right now everything is is really doing well as far as selling you know can I give you guys one little advice about selling since we all sell stuff anyway at some time? And is that if just look around, we all look social media just to see what's hot, what's what's in and what's not, you know? So G.I. Joe is very, very, very relevant right now. It's in every single group. So therefore, G.I. Joe toys is very, very expensive for the classic. So let's let's think G.I. Joe is stocks right now. It's up and rising, and all those people who are missing—it's—it's it's free advertising, basically. It's GI Joe is having free advertising. Everybody's gonna look for GI Joe old stuff or new stuff. And if you go to eBay now, you look at those GI Joes like Rock just mentioned—they're going way skyrocket, like crazy. So let's go back to let's say when Star Wars was relevant, when the movie was uh, Force Awakens came back, dude. That was the time to move Star Wars because it's free advertising. Movies coming out. Everything's Star Wars. Just look in your room, find things that's Star Wars related, and that's how I unload stuff. <laughs> I yeah, took advantage enough. of whatever it's in. Like right now, Motu uh, Retro Series, right? I think they call it. That's coming into play, right? So everybody's finding the Battle Cats and you know the wrestling that merged with the Motu figures. That's really really big right now i found skeletor uh by the way i did find skeletor Mm -hmm. and i can i'm gonna tell you guys the card backs are paper thin garbage paper thin paper thin garbage so (laughs) so you can you you can if you have motu of anything this is free advertising again throw it on ebay if you're willing to let them go okay so it's only when you're ready but i know it's tough because it's relevant when it's relevant, I have a sometimes a little hard time because let's say GI Joe right now, like you, if you ask me to get rid of some of my three point seven five ones, oh, it's so hard. 
but they will go for a lot of money right now. You know, that's an interesting, that's interesting as well, because, um, so I, I have that, the, the GI Joe 2008 collection and I'm very happy with, it. I have no interest in, in selling that collection at all. But with that same token, I did not pre-order any of those new classic figures. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I said, I feel I'm good with what I have and I don't want to start another collection, you know? So I, um, you know, and I, the funny thing is, is I said this originally when I was, um, you know, when I missed all of these, gi joe 2008 figures in in at toys r us you know and now now is my chance to collect the retro line again obviously it's a different it's not going to say 25th anniversary but it's going to be you know vintage card you know and all that fun stuff and i'm sure that line's going to go crazy you know they're probably gonna keep on pumping those out you know but yeah has been on a hiatus for for a long time when when we were doing the shows, there wasn't any news about G.I. Joe for so long. And now the floodgate opens. Oh, my God. And everybody is going nuts. And, I mean, and it, finally, things... it, 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 it finally helps to like for the Joe fans to finally get something new. you know. And, and it's, um, it's great. It's great to see it out again. So for the, for the retro <laughs> for the retro three and three quarter figures, do you think that they're gonna do vehicles and stuff? Like, do you think we'll get a flag out of that? No, Is it worth oh, no, it no, 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 no. It costs way too much no. money to make a flag, and it costs for us to buy it. GI Joe collectors, unfortunately, we're super fucking cheap about buying shit. Yeah, we'd rather wait for it to go on. That's what I say about Transformers collectors. Than we ever would buy it full retail. So if they were to put a flag out, it'd be like two or three hundred dollar flag. People would be bitching about that. That's too expensive. I I can't pay for that. No, I, I don't. I don't know. So, but with this Haslab thing, I mean that that could be a Haslab maybe. So you know, yeah, this retro line. Say so. So let's throw this out here real quick, and then we need to end the show because we're we're about three and a half hours. But let let's throw this out because we're all Joe collectors in one way or another. If they put a Haslab flag out for nine hundred dollars, no, <laughs> not a chance. No way. No. Okay. Okay. Due to size too. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a you know that's not just an investment in money, but that's a like for me, I want to display everything. I, I love displaying stuff in in cabinets. You know, even if it's something that's you know on card, I still put put it in cabinets. Um, that would be a hard thing for me to display because I wouldn't be able to put it in a cabinet. I mean, I could make I could make a cabinet for it. You know. You know, um, notice it's it's a table. Yeah, it's <laughs> literally a table. A table. Uh, yeah, everybody that owns a flag, it's on a table in the middle of their room. You yeah, know, I've never seen it displayed any any other way. So yeah, you're exactly right. It's it couldn't go in a cabinet or it couldn't go on a shelf. But well, I mean, it doesn't seem to stop the Star Wars collectors for the the sail barge, right? Because that's a pretty I mean that's not as big as the flag. That's but... it's that's three feet, and we're talking about a flag would have to be. It's six seven, feet, seven just feet, over no, six, six feet. Six yeah, feet. yeah, it's six to seven, and if you were to make it modern, because modern figures are four inches, not three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, you add, you know, again, oh, it's huge. Like? It'd be eight <laughs> feet. 
probably <laughs> to make sense. Yeah, yeah that makes they, sense. Exactly. So, well, take a, this in perspective. They re-released the Tomahawk as a modern era vehicle. Mm-hmm. Everybody like clam for it in the GI Joe community. We all want this vehicle to come out. We all, we'll pay whatever you want for it. They put it out on shelves at forty bucks a piece. People flipped out. Yeah, way too much money. I will not pay forty dollars for a vehicle. I'll wait really? till it goes on sale. But wait, the Tomahawk. I bought I thought... it immediately at first sight. Oh, so did I. So did I. But a lot of people freaked out about it, and they're like, "That's way too much money for a vehicle." But that did, that wasn't vintage packaging. That was no, just, you're absolutely right. It wasn't. It was, vintage. It was, it was ugly. It was an yeah. It was an ugly packaging. Like it had bluish hues to it. it like it to me, it didn't grab me. It it it. it I, don't, I mean, I know it was. I know it had the GI Joe letters on there, but it it didn't even have the GI Joe color, vintage coloring. You know, is for this, the letters. Is this the Eagle Hawk that is on the yeah the, the Eagle movie? Hawk. Yeah, the resolution or was it uh, retaliation uh, or something? I think. It, I think it was. What was the last one? Retal- it was Resol- retaliation packaging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a red and yellow like explosion yeah. kind of yeah. packaging. And and there was the and there was the guy striker that was right before it. Or this guy striker, yeah, they released that too, and people freaked out about that as well. That's yeah. way too much money. A thirty or forty dollar price tag. And now it's going for two hundred and fifty to three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I sold mine for like close to two hundred bucks. Jeez. I have like three of them because I have those Toys R Us two packs too. Those two vehicle packs. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. Those will make money. One came with uh, the You're Gary right. goggles. Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> the <laughs> Sightline. Yeah, I think Sightline was that his name. Yeah, yeah. And then I got the the one the Comic Con one. So like, though it got to the point where I didn't have any room for more Sky Strikers. So like, I kept them in their box. Next to the collection, because <laughs> like, I was like, I don't have any more room for skies. Because the worst part about the Sky Striker, on a completely side note, is that the wheels are only down when the wings yeah. are out. Yeah it, yeah, it would work much better if if the wings would come in and the wheels would go go down. <laughs> but the modern era ones, the cockpit was uh, detachable, so you could pull the whole nose piece off and make it actually smaller than it was. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The vintage ones were all like one solid mold. They should have re-engineered that whole the wing and the deploy of the wheels. They seriously should have, but they just didn't care, I guess. All right, let's let's not get too deep in the woods here. We've been uh, three three and a half hours of discussion. We've lost. uh, Double digit listeners on uh, YouTube. <laughs> but this has been amazing. This is exactly what I wanted the episode 200 to be. I wish Miss McFavor might have hung on a little longer, but uh, this has been incredible. I mean, this is, this is really a fucking state of the union of collecting, in my opinion. We've got such a broad range of people that either collect or don't collect or maybe are starting to collect again and, and not quite sure and and people that are done and moved on to other collecting. But we're all collectors, like Lotus likes to say. 
And I think this has been amazing. And, and hopefully people have taken away from this something. Maybe you're going to stop collecting as much. Maybe you're going to start collecting more. Maybe you're going to start your own podcast. Um, just really hoping that everybody found something in this podcast and we'll be back with 2000 or 2001, uh, 201 with some actual, uh, toy news. It was crazy kind of doing this podcast with no toys news because we've literally had the most toy news we've had in probably a year this week, uh, the, or this last two weeks, um, but we'll be back kind of intermingling that in. Hopefully by next week, everybody's find their uh, Cobra Island G.I. Joe classified figures they need. Um, but we'll see you bitches sooner rather than later. Or later or rather everybody. than sooner. Yeah, everybody. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace. Peace. Secret, 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 secret,